Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right. Let's talk football. He's the stinking genius. I'm yep. Chris Plank. It's a Fox Football Sunday. Arnie and Plank, 877-99 on Fox as we come to you live tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On car insurance, visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Are you ready, Arnie Spaniel? Oh, much better this weekend, was it not? Much better than it was last weekend. Last weekend almost bored me to tears. This weekend so much better. Though the matchups weren't so great, but it, at least it was better football. I am trying. I, I, am I wrong about that? Caught up. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just making sure I word this right where it doesn't come across as too douchey. But sometimes I think if a team doesn't have a lot of history behind it, that I'll lose interest really quick. And, I, and this, again, I'm not trying to make it sound like a knock, but we look in the NFC and you see teams that you think have established themselves as contenders, right? We've seen the Rams that have done it, obviously the Eagles, even though they have a bye week, the Saints. I mean, let's face it, Arnie, I guess we need to start buying some stock in the Saints. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I didn't see that coming. I, I thought yeah, the Bills were supposed to be a home team uh, domination. Oh, they got dominated, that's for sure. But then I look over the AFC, and I'm thinking to myself, am I holding it against Jacksonville that they haven't been relevant for the last couple of years? And am I, am I as a fan, really missing a good story just because they're not, they're not the Patriots and they're not the Raiders and they're not this, this Dallas Cowboy name? Because 
I, listen, the way they won that game, I still don't know how Los Angeles gave that game away and then how Jacksonville won it. But, Arnie, are we sleeping on one of the better stories of the NFL just because we don't want to buy in that maybe the Jaguars are pretty damn good this year? Let me answer it like this, Chris. Let okay. me answer it like this, okay? You know I have a local show up here in the Vermont, the New York area, okay? And mm-hmm. we're here in Vermont, Burlington, Vermont, and, and we carry the Patriots on our station, all right? A lot right. of Patriot fans live up here. And, of course, we're only like a three-hour drive to Boston, so uh, the, the Bostonians all over the place. When the Patriots were 2-2, two and two, the boss said to us, well, I guess we're not going to the Super Bowl this year because the Patriots aren't going. Now that the Patriots are 7-2, I'm buying non-refundable airline tickets. So <laughs> you, you figure that. I mean, they're already back. They're like, get the tickets. Get the hotel room. You're going to the Super Bowl. I go, can, can we at least wait? And I go, ah, you know what? Why wait? You're right. Let's just book the flight now. There you go. Well, see, I'm trying to find a contender in the AFC. You're not helping me here, Arnie. You're no, not. You're, I mean, the, you're right. You win. You win. I give up. I, I, I watched. I watched the second half of that Jacksonville Chargers game today, and I thought, okay, this is this is one of those teams that does things. I don't want to say the right way to make it sound cheesy, but they're built around their defense. But yet, Blake Bortles. I don't know if like he drinks or or or, or what he does at. It, 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 at halftime because he was ridiculously awful at times. Just boneheaded decisions that, as you're watching, as if I can't even imagine gambling on that team. I can't even fathom being a fan of that team. Arnie, I guess as good as your defense is, or regardless of how good your defense is, if you have a quarterback that's going to burn you like that, you can't talk contender, can you? No, no. And plus, they're in yeah. Jacksonville. They're a warm-weather team. And I mean, come on, stop with the baloney. Jacksonville, stop that, would you please? Sorry, Jaguar fan. I I was just trying. It was the one game that really caught my attention that I was dialed into early. It was a crazy finish where both teams kind of tried to give it away. So let's then talk about it. And they're Saxonville is what they call them. Are they like the the killer bees or the no-name defense or, you know, Buddy Ryan's 4-6? There's nothing cool like that, you know. They're just just consistent. <laughs> I'm trying to find a better word than just say they're Jacksonville, but I'm in. Arnie's not. With that said, though, this is a pretty muscle flexing performance tonight from the New England Patriots, isn't it? What, you think so, Captain Obvious? I mean, it, they're destroyed. It just goes to show you how good New England is, or really how bad Denver's folded after that New York Giant debacle uh, about what four or five weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually when the Patriots go into Denver. This is a battle. I mean, they battle each other. This is like a rivalry, for crying out loud. Tom Brady took this like this was the AFC Championship winner going to the Super Bowl, and only one team showed up. Shame on Denver for allowing 27 first-half points. Shame on Denver for getting behind the eight ball like five minutes into the game. This was just a horrible performance by the Broncos every which way around. All right, so I tried to leave with the Jaguars. I try to at least develop some sort of excitement about New England and what they're doing, and I'm Captain Obviousing it. So, Arnie, in, in this world that we live in now where it's established, what are we playing for the rest of the way? It's going to be the Rams and the Eagles. Maybe, maybe the Saints will have something to say about it in the NFC Championship game. And the Patriots are through to the Super Bowl. So what's left to really debate well, or discuss in the NFL? Well, it is going to be the, the Patriots and the Steelers. So I, I just want to go ahead and you know, say hello to the Steelers fans. Uh, ah. You won't be going to the Super Bowl. I will. Uh, when I go with the Patriots, uh, and I, I don't know who they're going to play. What are they going to play? Philadelphia, which which would be pretty fun because those Philadelphia crowds, you know how nasty they could be. So I think that could be a lot of fun. But can you imagine 
as a New Yorker. I've got to go to the Super Bowl to watch the Patriots against Philadelphia. I, I mean, I'd rather go ahead and pour, pour salt in my eyeballs uh, than, than do something like that. Can you imagine how, how much fun that's going to be? You know, I've got a, I've got a really easy way for you to avoid that. Yeah. Don't go. You don't well, have, I have to go. To. It's my job. <sighs> Arnie, it, it's funny to me. There's so many people right now as the Patriots continue to just salt this thing away tonight against the Broncos. And I guess the Broncos have become that team that will probably end up being in a primetime game that will be flexed out on a Sunday first. But, I, I mean, you... If the Broncos were playing in a bowl game, it'd be like December 18th is what it would be. Like <laughs> it'd be like the days. Las Vegas Bowl. They'd be yeah. playing Arizona. No, no, not that good. Slow down there. It'd be a bowl uh, that be named after a restaurant we never heard of because it's regionalized in the South or something. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Like the Whataburger Bowl or something. I don't know. I don't want to say that. No, I like Whataburger. What are you talking about? I love that. It's You are getting an opportunity potentially. Now, listen, I'm telling you right now, the Raiders are beating the Patriots next week, so the whole world is going to be set on its ear. But let's just huh. hypothetically say that doesn't happen and the Patriots keep rolling. You're getting to live a dream that 100% of the Patriot fans would love to, and all you've done is basically S all over this team. You know, you've I, called them cheaters. Yeah. You've destroyed them. Yeah. You buried yeah. them after Tom Brady's four-game suspension, said there's no way they're going to end up being back in the Super Bowl. Let me ask you, you destroyed a them year in and year out, and yet you're getting to go with them to the Wait, Super Bowl if they me, go this year? Let me ask you a question. Is that really something you cross off your bucket list, like going to the Super Bowl if your team's really not involved? And you have to go because it's any two schmo teams, and and especially because it's the Patriots in Philadelphia, and you hate both teams. Does that really count? Does your team have to go, and then then you have to go, or or that doesn't make a difference? I think it would still count. I mean, no, right? But no, it's just it it's like pain. no, it doesn't. No, I, no, if, no. If if someone came to me and said, "Hey, listen, uh, Chiefs Super Bowl, you got to go cover it," I would probably go out and intentionally break my leg or something on it. Like, oh, I can't. I would probably go yell for eight hours straight so I could get laryngitis so I wouldn't have How to go. How about Oklahoma State was in the national championship game and we said you have to go cover it? Well, see, that's different, though. That's still the state, right? I'll still be there for Mike <laughs> Gundy. His brothers are coaching Oklahoma, so I'd be there to support him. But I get what you're saying. I get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. I, I, I will say this, though. Again, for as much as you have chipped away at that franchise yeah. and the cheap shots that you have taken, have I you hate been. Them. Yeah. I, and you're going to have to go cover them in the playoffs. And you want to hear the funny Bowl. part about this? The, the, after the first four games of the season, not only was their defense bad, it was the worst in the NFL. When they were 2-2, two and two, I'm like, well, no Super Bowl for me. I'm going to be sitting back in my couch. Everybody else going up to, what, Minneapolis? Because the Patriots aren't going this year. That's If there's one thing I know after four weeks of football, the Patriots are not going to the Super Bowl. I, I think I remember saying that. Well, I, I, I will say, though, Arnie, because I do remember our shows from, like, last week and the week before, and, and you have that men in black thing where you're, you have your mind erased. You were telling everyone you were still going to the Super Bowl to support your beloved New York Giants whenever they would be playing the Miami Dolphins. No, I might so you beloved saying- Miami Dolphins, yes, which – T- tomorrow, oh my goodness! The whole the whole season's on the line. Five and four, and they're in the playoffs. Four and five. I don't know. It, it's t- tough after that. You're still hanging on to the Dolphins being in this mix. I, yeah, I, I'm yeah, so yeah. proud of you right Bob now. Bob right, I love that guy. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Listen, before we wrap up hour number one, I did bring it up, uh, and let's see. Hour so number I, one. I, how about just the first segment? Slow down there, McFly. Uh, well, we're ro- we're rolling here, Arnie. We got a full <laughs> show tonight. We got Todd Furman coming up in hour two. Crown yeah. him or crush him. We got your picks before we get out of here. We'll share some post-game audio. 
But let's see. I, I open with Saxonville because I'm tr- I'm starting to buy in. I'm thinking they can end up finding themselves in the AFC Championship game. We kind of uh, we, we went ahead and paved the way for the NFC Championship game, the AFC Championship game to be set. So now let's talk about that uh, that stain on the NFL. What in the world are the Giants going to do the rest of the way? And there's no way Ben McAdoo can be allowed to coach another game, right? What, why? What, what's it going to do to get rid of, uh, of him now? Why not just continue to pass, continue to lose, and get the best draft pick you can have, which is going to be number one or number two, uh, depending on where it falls. What, what more do you think is going to happen? Why, do you want to, why not just go ahead and start a full search now? Why think you can get better and have the team rejuvenated? There's nothing that's going to come good of it, so why not continue to lose? Okay, fair enough. But with that in mind, that's not really what the franchise wants, and it's going to continue to have no, what, empty what seats. What does the franchise apathy? want? They want to go three and thirteen instead of two and fourteen or one and fifteen and get the number one pick. What, what does the franchise really want? They, why go? They, why go on with something if it's not working? Why continue if it's not working? And if, from your mindset, you were calling for Butch Jones to get fired last night. Why let this continue with the New York Giants I, when it's probably as miserable as what Tennessee football had in college? Yeah, you know, I, I think there's a little bit of a difference because of the recruits and all that stuff. That, that, that's okay. the only difference with it. Because with the recruits, you want to go ahead and make the cutoff now and say, okay, look, we've cut ties. We've got the retalk to the. I, I heard they already lost four recruits, and I don't think it's a big deal to them, but they, they want to go ahead and start fresh. I, I can understand that. For the NFL, I mean, so much is at stake here. There's no draft picks in college football, but in the NFL, you're looking for that quarterback find of like a Sam Darnold or a Josh Rosen or, or one of those guys. So I, you want to keep the thing. What what are you going to accomplish by hiring another uh, coach now or just promoting somebody within? It's not going to accomplish anything anyway. But I, I just can't. I understand the business of it. And, Arnie, I'm going to say this, and you guys might want to mark the tape. You're talking a lot of sense. You're, you're making a lot of sense. That here. is crazy, yeah. But, I mean, I just can't fathom there's a conversation that takes place in any NFL room where like, all right, listen, uh, it, we're done. Let's just keep losing. I, that just that can't happen, right? I no, mean, no, but, but what you can do is say, you know what, uh, we could start looking now on what okay. we want to do after this. I mean, and then we'll go, hey, what, what do you want them to do now? Get rid of it and, and try to hire a coach now while the season's going on? You can't do that. You want to see who's available after the season, who gets fired, who wants to move around, who's interested that you never thought would be interested. It's a process. Are you, uh, you know what, I, I'm going to tease, crown him or crush him for next hour already. Wow. Because... And by the way, did, did you see my Twitter from yet last night? No, I did not. I, I have uh, wow. I've off social media for about 48 hours. What happened? Oh. They Do we need to get into it next? So, oh, they crushed me. Because that's okay. new. <laughs> they, they crushed me because of my take on LaAngelo Ball. I don't know this basketball that you speak of right now, Arnie. Yeah. We're in football season. <laughs> before, before the show started, guys, Arnie and I share notes, and uh, aren't, we're old school, so we still use notepads to keep track of things and not like digital, like our paper notepads. And I'm going through this list, and Arnie has all these things about basketball. Celts 12 in a row. Uh, Leangelo, I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I have no idea what's going on. But we will get into Arnie's very controversial take coming up here in just a bit on Leangelo Ball and the mess that UCLA found itself in. And when we come back, Arnie, since you're thinking the Giants should just uh, should just stay the course, should the Browns? We'll talk Hugh Jackson and an awful end of the first half. And before we chase everyone away. We'll get into some Super Bowl talk, what teams are starting to prime at the right time of the season, and obviously the four-team playoff rankings that will pop on Tuesday 
with the big shakeup in college football on Saturday night. And as always, we'd love to hear from you uh, on Twitter at stinkingenius one S T I N K I N genius and the number one. That's Arnie. I'm at Plank Show, and everybody, I mean everybody, should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. When we come back, let's go more in depth on this Sunday night game and how powerful the Patriots are looking right here on a Fox Football Sunday. My friends are crushing me right now on my text messages, Arnie. I'll, I'll tell you about it. Uh, you, you'll enjoy it. Oh, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Talk like Patriots. They're rolling coming up here in just a bit. Uh, but I have a handful of buddies who actually are working tonight. Yeah. And they, they texted me. They said, Jacksonville, really? You open trying to sell Arnie on Jacksonville? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know I'm what you're doing. You should be fired for that. I'm all in. Yeah, Let's go. You should be fired I, for that. L- listen, Arnie, you picked the Giants yeah. and the Dolphins in the Super Bowl, and you picked them the year before that. Yeah, but I know I, I should have been fired the for that. If that. the boss ever listened to this show, he would have fired us, but they don't listen You're to fired. our show, so we got that going for us. By the way, we got a really important text I want to get to from Richard Uh-oh. that says, yeah, it's important. Otherwise, I wouldn't interrupt the show with this. Stinking genius, you're the best. Second to no one, you need your own statue. Okay, you can go back to the show now. The show gets Where would they put the statue of Arnie Spanier, and in what pose would you be in? That's it what would be, I, in, I guess, Tucson, Arizona, or the okay. Bronx, New York, because I'm, I'm from the Bronx, but uh, I went to school in Arizona, and it, it'd be me sitting behind the microphone with, it, with an Arizona Wildcat shirt, and me giving, well, I, I don't want to be like that, but I, it might have a, a gesture on my hand there uh, to some people there. And that, that, that's, you know, to like the Arizona State fans, and that would be my statue. Uh, here's my question based on what we're seeing uh, tonight. Is this a New England team that is peaking at the right time, Arnie? Have they fixed their problems? For Again, we talked about it in the first segment. Arnie does a show locally uh, where it's pretty much nonstop Red Sox, or excuse me, Patriots talk, though I'm sure it was Red Sox talk uh, during the season. And, <laughs> and now Celtics talk, even though we're not even to December yet, but they're already cutting down the nets for a, a Celtics oh, title. Oh, I saw disgusting. someone yesterday. Yeah. I saw someone yesterday say, man, if Gordon Hayward wouldn't have got hurt, we might be undefeated right now. Easy, calm down. We're not even to Christmas yet. With that said, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing from this New England team. Granted, Denver is putrid offensively. They got gashed a few times by Jamal Charles runs, but that's really been it tonight. Uh, and ugh, just this, people want to debate about what's wrong with the NFL when you get a primetime game that ends up like this, and your last few have been pretty disgusting as far as matchups on Sunday Night Football. There's an answer to one question. But my second question, Arnie, are, are we seeing the best the Patriots have, and are they doing what New England typically does, yeah. getting right at the right yeah, time They're of the doing season? everything right. I mean, like I said, they had the worst defense after the first four games. They turned it around. Uh, it, it, it makes it a little bit easier that they play in one of the worst divisions in football where all the other three divi- uh, teams in the division are on the minus, in the plus-minus point differential. Only the Patriots are on the plus side, so they don't really have to struggle during the course of the you know, regular season in uh, in their division. Uh, also, in the AFC, there's nothing really to worry about. We thought maybe the Chiefs were a team to watch out for. They've gone on a slide ever since I jumped on their bat wagon, and I'm really yes. not too concerned about the Steelers, even though they've won four in a row. I'm still waiting for them to go ahead. And today's game shows you how they're beatable. They, they should never have beaten Indianapolis uh, getting behind like that. So they got lucky to go ahead and pull that out. But all that added together, I mean, it, it just shows you with the Patriots getting better, everybody else getting worse, and the Chiefs going on that losing streak, and nobody, there's really nobody else to compete against them. It's, it all spells for the Patriots, Chris. 
And it's kind of funny because a couple of weeks ago, and this shows you the week-to-week nature of this league, and it's kind of one of the fun things, and also I'll be honest with you, sometimes the challenging thing about this this show, I'm not boohoo and buckaroo, by the way. I, I, this is my favorite show, time slot, period. I love being able to knee-jerk like we do, but you'll say things one week, like, for instance, two weeks ago, whenever I even thought, wow, the AFC East might be the most challenging division now in the NFL, boom, the Dolphins just, I mean, with what happened against the Ravens, then losing to the Raiders, now Buffalo, I don't know what that was. Easy, easy, easy. Sorry, sorry, Eric, sorry, Eric. Buffalo, whatever we saw, I think you were on board with me, so we'd both be going down (laughs) on this one a couple weeks ago. Uh, and, And then, obviously, the Jets had kind of been a bit of a surprise, and whatever that was they did today against the Buccaneers, it's hard to argue against it this week. You know, two weeks ago, you thought, hey, this might be a, there might be a contender there. And it shows you that week to week nature of this league that now it's what it's been historically. The rest of that division is trash. How do you give up 40 plus at home like we've seen twice today? I mean, how does that even happen? I, it makes no sense to me. Uh, how, how do you lose to the Giants? And that started the whole tailspin for the Denver Broncos was that loss to, to the Giants. Well, they were cruising along. They got. I mean, what were they, like 3-1 and one or something like that until they lost to the Giants? Yeah, and, and I was talking more so that garbage performance. For, I mean, again, I got I to gotta walk gently here because garbage. our producer, Eric Roberts, is a, is a Bills fan. No, man, go ahead. Like, I'm used to it. I've, I've, okay, I've right. told just, Nick just every wanna... week, I was like, every, every year they pull people back in and then mm-hmm. they come crashing down. My wife says she doesn't want to be a Bill Sabres fan anymore. She wants to root for, like, the That's Bruins. Rough. Going for and, bull, uh, bull. It's no, a double-edged sword there. It's like the pick Bruins your poison. The Bruins and the Patriots she wants to root And for as, as a Charger fan, he's telling me this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 298 yards rushing today. The Bills get absolutely kneecapped after what happened to them on Thursday night against the New York Jets. I mean, it, I, I don't know what to say about the AFC East anymore. And Arnie, outside of, which is why I opened with Jacksonville, I'll have to defend this the rest of the show today. Yeah, but you will. New England in the East. Uh, Pittsburgh's pretty much set. You're going to have an interesting battle, I think, between Tennessee and Jacksonville the rest of the way. And I, I don't know which team is going to win the West round. I guess you have a two-team battle potentially if the Raiders can win a couple of games. But right now it looks like the Chiefs, for the most part, it doesn't – I mean, it, it's a mess trying to figure out the AFC playoff picture right now. And we thought the East was going to have something to say about it. But not after today, man. Not at all after today. No, no. And like I said, the Dolphin game tomorrow on the road against Carolina is a big game for them. Um, but yeah, you're right. And it, it just goes to show you how weak that whole conference is. You know, when the we said this last week when the Patriots and Steelers didn't play last week, mm-hmm. uh, it was like horrible. It was, it was like the worst weekend ever. We said, Oh, this is, this is horrible. We, we got no good games out there. So <laughs> uh, it just goes to show you how terrible uh, watching the AFC is. You can hit us up at plank show. And of course at stinking genius one S T I N K I N genius. And the number one. We should start the show over since you ruined it with that whole Jacksonville thing. Hey, like, let me tell you something right now. When when Jacksonville makes a or at least hosts a playoff game, then maybe I can go back and say, hey, Arnie, remember November 12th when I opened with Jacksonville? Yeah, and no one will remember because no, it was that no. long ago. But I'll be able to say, hey, told you guys, look out for Jacksonville right you'll, now. You'll be calling me on the phone because the boss had fired you after you started with Jacksonville. <laughs> How dare you You're lead fired. off your show trying to sell anyone on Jacksonville. You're fired. For a play. Yes. You're done. So You're done. done. All right. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. I am very intrigued in an off-the-field story in the NFL, Arnie. And I don't know if you've started buying into this Jerry Jones v. Ryan oh, Beautiful. We'll get to that coming up here in just a bit. But when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, 
Let's talk a little college football because last night, yesterday, was very intriguing. We had a lot of shakeup near the top of the rankings. The new uh, playoff poll is coming out tomorrow. The new AP poll and coaches poll is out. And me, Steve DeSager, is sliding in to just hang out and give us all the details. Steve? Good evening once again, gents. The Miami Hurricanes are up to number two in the new college football polls behind oh, get the, out of here. the new number one, Alabama. Oklahoma, number three in AP. Clemson, number four. Undefeated Wisconsin, number five. The rest of the top ten. Auburn is number six. Georgia's down to number seven now. Then Ohio State, Notre Dame, and number ten, Oklahoma State. Washington fell all the way to number 16. Michigan State dropped to number 22. NC State in at number 25. That's not my order. uh, With True Car, yeah, that's all that matters. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Patriots are about to go to 7-2 with their fifth straight win. Denver's awful. This is five straight losses. And they're losing at home tonight, 41-16 with two minutes to go. Tom Brady with three touchdown passes. Atlanta defeated Dallas 27-7. The Falcons actually trailed 7-3 late in the first half. Eventually, Dak Prescott was sacked eight times. Cowboys are done. Fumbled twice. Well, they could use a tackle. Uh, and the Rams are 7-2. and two. They had a strong second half, beat Houston 33-7. Rams were down 7-6 late in the first half. But eventually it was Tom Savage taking over with four turnovers, the Texans quarterback, <laughs> while Jared Goff had three touchdown passes in the third quarter. Goff finished with 355 yards passing for that game, and the Rams have won four in a row. Guys, the Rams face 7-2 and two Minnesota next week, then 7-2 and two New Orleans after that, and later they host Philadelphia in December as well. How did you like those helmets, those throwbacks, those, the uh, blue and white? I loved it. That's the normal helmet this year for the team going back to the Deacon Jones days. Yeah, I, I, I loved it, man. I thought Unfortunately, it was awesome. they did wear the, the white helmets with, with the, uh, other, the non-white uh, jerseys when they that had a road work game so well. earlier. Yeah. But they can't change both. It's a by rule. What was, what was the old L.A.? Was it the gold and navy or gold and blue? Is that what it was in the old days? Yeah, the gold and blue in yeah. the 70s and 80s. Yeah. But back in Deacon Jones' days, you go back 40, 50 years ago, they had white on the helmet. That's not your the error. I don't know. Yeah, yours. Yeah. Yours, thank you. San Francisco was 0-9, but got to play the Giants and beat them 31-21. Giants are 1-8. and Quarterback C.J. Beathard, San Francisco, three total touchdowns. He was 19 for 25, 288 People in yards. Iowa don't even know who he is. Uh, not true. By the way, did you see the Mike Florio article this past hour, hour and a half? Yes. I'm sure he'll mention it on post game. But you know, the nuclear option has been talked about with Jerry Jones and upset with the commissioner. And what about stopping the extension? Quote: This is the headline. Pro Football Talk. Owners have their own nuclear option for dealing with Jerry Jones. <laughs> There's actually a Section 8.13 that authorizes the commissioner to determine that if an owner has been or is guilty of conduct detrimental to the welfare of the league or professional football, down the road they could get him out and force him to, you know, give up his team. Yeah, but wouldn't that mean just sign it over to Steven? Oh, that's a good question. Can it stay in the family? Oh, Oh, no. What did Steven do? You can't punish Steven for no reason. Anyway, wow. it's just a thought. It, it doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it is curious to me that other owners are clearly not lock, stock, and barrel behind Jerry Jones, and therefore they're coming up with their own plans. The Boston wow. Celtics won their 12th straight game, edging Toronto 95-94. NASCAR win for Matt Kenseth. Back to you. 
We are coming to you live tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. All you have to do is go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Thank goodness this game is over. Thank goodness. It's a final. Thankfully. Just Uh, killed me. In Crown of Crushman, I mentioned I was going to tease it way early. I do want to talk about the college game versus the pro product right now. Though I'll be honest with you. Uh, the college product has a few issues going on with how they're handling replay right now. We had in our game, the OUTCU game, Arnie, I, I think that they sat down before the game and they said, let's break a record for the most reviews in one game. And these aren't short reviews. It's not like they go and throw on the headsets, like, what's it look like you? You got it, got it, good. I mean, these things drag on forever. We're going to talk college game versus the pro game. And, and I got to be honest with you guys, I am in factuated with this Jerry Jones versus the league story as a diehard Raiders fan, as somebody who grew up during the Al Davis era. This just, I mean, this is Al Davis. This is something Al Davis would do, though. He wouldn't really care too much about getting the rest of the owner's support, though Jerry Jones seems to. And, boy, that's an interesting angle. Florio's been all over this. I I don't know if he's 100% accurate on all of it because he had brought up earlier that Jerry Jones would be responsible for all the attorney fees if he loses, <laughs> if he decides to go after the league and go after them on this new deal for Roger Goodell and loses, he would be responsible for all the attorney fees. And do you know what they equated that to, what the number they put to it, Arnie? It no, I have no idea. $10 million. Just well, that's nothing to him. Come on now. Listen. I don't Come care on, that, that's, a, that's a few Papa John uh, pizza. Stop it. I don't care how much money you have. $10 million stings, all right? Even if you're Jerry Jones. And, Arnie, you're having to pay it after losing. And then, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'm trying to hold off getting into it because I want to focus on the field. We have games to talk about. But if they can prove he leaked the story on the contract demands for Roger Goodell, oh, and you know he did, right? That's such a Jerry Jones move. He found out what Goodell was asking for. He knew what the reaction would be. He gets one of his homeboys, Chris Mortensen, on the phone. He leaks it to him. Boom. It's everywhere. That's let me, classic let me ask Jerry, question. right? Well, if he was going to leak anything, suppose he threatened the other owners and said, you're going to do it my way or I'll leak something about uh, how you guys uh, kept Colin Kaepernick out of the league. There you go, and that could be next. <laughs> hey, I've got the text messages to prove it. All right, listen, we spent time on the Patriots. I tried to bring up Jacksonville. We talked about the Giants coaching situation. Arnie, I don't really know. I, Green Bay wins a game today, but I don't think they're going anywhere. The Niners get their first win. The Browns stay winless. Saints go on the road and roll. Anything else really catch your eye today from the NFL? Uh, well, I saw that the Saints are for real. I thought they were going to go in the Buffalo, and Buffalo was going to flex their muscle coming off that bad game against the Jets, and they play so much better at home with that good defense. Uh, and it showed me that the Saints really are a team that think that they're going to go ahead and compete for a Super Bowl and that the Bills were a bunch of frauds. And that now they've started their slide, and who knows even if they'll even make the playoffs. So, I mean, I, I learned that. Uh, again, we learned that the Patriots are the best team in the AFC, maybe – the best team uh, in all of football, maybe probably better than the Eagles because we still don't know if we could, we could count on them. And we notice uh, that and we know that the Cowboys are done now for the year without Ezekiel Elliott. So you could cross them off your list. They're finished. Uh, they're going nowhere. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I've been very critical throughout the season, Arnie, of the way that Dallas just didn't take their medicine. You know, it's there's always that theory in life that, hey, if you just, you know, if, if you take your punishment early, if you're just honest about things, then 
eventually it kind of will work out for you in the end. I almost, not to say anyone was guilty of anything, but yeah, I but almost you don't do like, that in life. But you don't, you don't just take your punishment sometimes whenever no, you know when you're, you're when not you, going to win? Look, when you go to trial, they stretch that out and stretch it out and delay and delay and delay and delay. That's what you do in life, don't you? Well, true, but I think there's also times when you realize you're just not going to win. And I don't think they... I don't think there's a single person that, if you put truth serum in him, thought that they were going to win this for the Cowboys. When the elite came down with six games, and you knew the power of the commissioner and what you gave him the collective bargaining, bargaining agreement, you take your medicine. Now, Arnie, there's not many people out there outside of you that expected the Cowboys to struggle out of the gates like they did. So looking back, it really didn't make that much of a difference. But, I mean, boo to those who started to try to sell that narrative over the last couple of weeks that, Oh, they're going to be okay. It, they, with McFadden and Albert, they're, they're going to be fine, especially especially whenever you see the situation that's kind of laid out involving uh, just how bad they are without Ezekiel Elliott. So I guess it would make sense to fight to keep him around, Arnie. But then if you know you're going to get you're going to get docked, you're going to get dinged anyway. Boy, this is really hurting him now. Just when they seem to kind of find their stride. No, they ran the ball okay. I think they got like five yards a pop, but nobody respects the running game. Nobody respects Albert Morris. Uh, nobody respects uh, McFadden. They didn't really even give the ball to you. So, you know, everybody's going to go and play the pass, and you, and you saw what happened. The Cowboys put up seven points up on the board. When's the last time they put seven points? Up? And it's not like the Falcons have been playing great football. Plus, uh, they were playing in a dome. They easily should have put up better than seven. They should be embarrassed yeah. by their performance. But, but – are. Are you with me? Or are you against me? That whenever it first came out that it was six games and you saw how it dragged out with Deflategate and you knew the NFL wasn't going to budge, should they just have tried to fight to reduce it or should they just have taken their medicine whenever they got it, Arnie? Do you, you know, think but, it was a but, good? But that's, that's a loaded question. If I, because if I it, knew we, what Jerry. Because we have the evidence, right? You have the 2015 hindsight on it. No, no, but, but right, because if we know what Jerry Jones knew. And that uh, allegedly that he knew that the, the, he was told that there wasn't going to be any suspension. And then they threw that in the six games. Yeah, I'd fight it also. If, if, if the, all of a sudden there was a, you know, uh, a switcheroo like that, I'd say, you know what? I'm going to fight this thing till the end. You guys aren't being forthright and honest. And I'm not even sure that he did this. And where's mm-hmm. the proof? I think I would have fought it. And, and again, I, like we'll say all night long, the one time when we won't need jerk too much, it's easy when you have the evidence, right? We have the results of how this played out, so it's easy to stand back and say, well, should have just taken the suspension because we saw how it played out. They thought they were a Super Bowl contender. They thought that they were a team that were going places. Maybe there was a thought in their mind that, hey, we might not win this, but we can at least get it delayed until next season. So that was their fight. It's, it's kind of easy to be Captain Hindsight on this one right now, to be honest with you. Well, actually, uh, but, it, it, with there was one more important thing why sure, go ahead. it was important to have Ezekiel Elliott from the start. Can you imagine if the Cowboys didn't have Ezekiel Elliott from the start, they get off to a bad start, they had a tough schedule, and they're, let's say, one in five. Next thing you know, everybody's questioning about Dak Prescott. Is he having a sophomore slump? He starts doubting himself. Who knows what long-term effects it has on a quarterback like that when you're going in your second year and everybody says it was because of the running back. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Well, we know this much. Now he is gone. Zeke, now, was, did he really leave the country, or was that a fake account that was throwing that out? Did I fall for a fake account, no, I, or did he really I, leave I think, the country? I don't know. <laughs> I saw a report today that Andrew Zeke Luck? was leaving the well, Yeah, he and Andrew Luck are going to Europe to clear their mind together and maybe hang out and, I don't know, spend some time with Ricky Williams. But 
now that you're able to look back, you're like, oh, I made the wrong decision fighting it. I know, it's, it's frustrating to hear that from someone behind the mic, acting captain, know-it-all. But if you just take your medicine off the start, who knows what happens. He's back at this point, and, and maybe you're where you were before he got shelved last week. All right, when we come back, I want to find out why Arnie made everyone mad. On a Fox Football Sunday, I'm going to go away from football because Arnie was talking about the Leangelo Ball UCLA oh, Bruin basketball me. mess, and I guess it went south. We'll do it next. We'll do it live with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. I like this from UCLA Dodger Frank, who hit this up on Twitter, at Genius one That's Arnie. I'm at Plank Show. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. He goes, gearing up for that much-anticipated Jacksonville Jaguars versus Minnesota Vikings Super Bowl. Yeah, there you oh go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it would still kill TV ratings-wise because it's the Super Bowl, but oh, my God. If that happened, they'd be absolutely losing well, their Well, Min- Minnesota would have the home field, right? That's true, and that's never happened. That's no. never happened in the NFL either. Uh, and then Weatherman Supreme hits us up and says, Arnie, talk about the Chiefs-Giants matchup next week. Ouch. What do you do? I mean, I, and I, again, I agree with you. I understand it doesn't make a massive difference to go in and change your coach. You're not in a situation to where you're going to win anything. So it's, it's just a mess right now, isn't it, in New York? And you can point your finger at injuries. They've been just absolutely submarined by injuries so far this year. But I heard a good take from Brady Quinn Yeah, whenever I was driving in. He said, you know, the Giants are a team that built through free agency. You have guys like Odell and you have Sterling Shepard and Eli that have been around for a while. But for the most part, you see their moves. Janoris Jenkins coming in. Uh, they got the, what, the, the, the big defensive lineman from Miami a couple years ago. It's been built through free agency. And, Arnie, maybe there's not that passion for team whenever things start going south. And maybe that's part of the problem here is you have guys that, hey, they're getting paid. They're fine with it. They don't give a damn if it's the Giants or the Chargers or the Raiders or the Dolphins. And they're just going to go out and, uh, and work and do their job. I don't know. When the Patriots get their free agency, they seem to work out pretty well. Everybody that they get in a trade or, you know, uh, ends up getting a new contract seems to be doing pretty well for the Patriots. So I, I don't know if I buy that for a second. Otherwise, you're telling me you can only rebuild through the draft because everybody gets too fat and happy of their big, fat contract. Well, I don't necessarily know if it's that's the only way you can rebuild, but maybe the theory is that there's a little bit more passion for the name on the front of the jersey and on the side of the helmet. If you have guys that have been there for a while and have been developed through the draft, eh, I just found it to be an interesting theory. All right, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Keep the tweets coming. I am now on Twitter finally after fighting and battling a laptop all night long. You get us up at Plank Show at Stinking Genius 1. Arnie, what did you do? What did you do last night that was non-football related to set everyone on their ear? I'm very perplexed and intrigued by it, your, it, your, your angle on what happened last night. It wasn't even a controversial take. I... I was shocked uh, at everybody that was uh, getting, uh, you know, responding on Twitter. Matter of fact, uh, at Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S-A, the number one, and at Plank Show, because I want him seeing everything he came across. What I said was, um, I was thoroughly upset that the three UCLA players were left behind in China, that I think it's wrong that we left them behind, that I want the kids home, and that I, I don't want the government in China um, punishing them. We will take care of the punishment here 
in the United States, whether it's UCLA or their parents or whoever, I don't need China punishing them. I want the kids home for shoplifting. I'm not going to allow them to put the kids in jail for three to ten years. Did you know that, matter of fact, if, if there was any weapons on them, they could be sentenced to death. You understand that, don't you? So mm-hmm. they're not playing around here. I know a lot of people don't like LeVar Ball, but I don't even care about that. Um, there was a story about one lady who stole the cell phone. They got 10 years in prison. I'm not going to allow them to put three UCLA students in prison for three years or five years or forever long it is. I want them home, and we will punish them, UCLA or their parents, not the Chinese government. And I couldn't believe all the people that were against me on that one, uh, Chris. Well, uh, first of all, they're dummies for stealing. I mean, That's not the point, though. That's not, not the point. Why isn't that the point? They broke a law in a foreign country. I, I mean, it, Yes, I, I can't defend them being stupid for stealing. That doesn't mean we should chop off their hands or put them in prison for right. five years. We'll punish them here, all right? Not every stupid little thing needs some harsh punishment. We will deal with that back here, not leaving them in China to be there uh, for God knows how long. Let me play devil's advocate. So basically, if there was, say, a, uh, I'll just use British to stay as maybe PC and non-political here as I can, a British team that came over here, and they don't frown upon someone striking a woman, and they punch a chick in the face. I mean, is, do we just leave that then to the, uh, the Brits to take care of and just say, oh, yeah, yeah, that, these are your guys, do take care of them, or do we try to get them for assault and battery here? I mean, you know, if, if just, somebody came over here and hit a woman that had an assault charge, is that what you're telling me? Yeah, just but but in in Britain, they they don't. That's not that I, big of a deal. I, they, they'd rather really take well, care of them at home. See, the difference is assault is a big difference than shoplifting uh, a pair of sunglasses. Okay, so it, it, I'm talking about a nonviolent crime in something that is so minute. It's it, it's disgusting. It, I mean, it's so small on the spectrum. There's a big difference between that and assault. So. You know, come up with another analogy, because if it was assault, it's a whole other story. I can't say let's get them home. But for but shoplifting, if, you got to get them home. But again, you, you don't live in China, Arnie. You don't know how they view that. Maybe to them, that's as, Chris, I, as I horrendous as assault. I don't I mean, want to sound like the ugly American. I don't care how they view it, okay? I don't care. I don't care what their laws are. Send the kids home, and we will deal with it. I'm sorry that it's caused this international incident. Send them home. We will deal with it. It's shoplifting. I don't care how they feel. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't think. I didn't know it had become a national incident. To be honest with you, I just thought these three dopes needed to pay for their if, pr- their crime. If they go the to prison for it. three years, you'll see how, how everybody's going to be caring. I want the kids home. Enough is enough. I want them home. That's all I that, that's my controversial take. That's all I said. There you go. 877-99 on Fox. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, our buddy Todd Furman moving up a couple of segments. We'll talk Vegas, baby, when we come back with Arnie and Plank on a very busy Fox Football Sunday. Hour two coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, Monday, or excuse me, Monday Night Football is coming up tomorrow night with Carolina and Miami. Sunday Night Football is in the books. It was absolute domination by the New England Patriots, beating the Broncos 41-16. Let's head straight to Vegas 
with our buddy Todd Furman, at Todd Furman on Twitter, co-founder of the Bet the Board podcast, former odds maker at Caesars. So this has been one of our topics of conversation, Todd. Like always, we hit November, and the Patriots are finding their stride right now, aren't they? Hard to argue with what you saw tonight when defense was supposed to be their Achilles heel all season. Quietly, I believe it's the last four opponents they've now held to 17 points or less. And that offense tonight operated with absolutely brutal efficiency against a good defense, a far cry from the Denver Bronco defenses of old. You have to make the Patriots frontrunners, and that's what the odds suggest. Uh, Todd, are the books just cleaning up because the favorites are coming in? At least they were coming in last week. They were, they were rolling in uh, last week. Yeah, this was actually a pretty good day for the house. There wasn't a whole lot of major decisions uh, that went against them outside from Sunday night. Of course, three out of every four tickets coming in on the most bet game of the day in New England, but they were able to get one of the key decisions early, which was actually getting Green Bay to beat the Bears outright. Quietly, that game generated a lot of fan interest, given how bad Green Bay looked on Monday Night Football. And the Chargers and Jaguars game with the Jags and only winning that game by a field goal, it did good things for the house. And that was on the heels of last night where a lot of the key decisions went their way, highlighted by Miami's drubbing of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Now, listen, I did something very crazy tonight, Todd. I opened the show trying to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Killed the whole show. Killed the whole show. I I killed the momentum of the show. But I'm buying a little bit. Are you liking what you're seeing from Jacksonville right now, despite what Blake Bortles tried to do in giving that game away? Well, you hit the nail on the head there. I love what I've seen from Jacksonville on the defensive side. This team plays with a swagger. They have all sorts of athletes at every position. And when you look at the talent they've accumulated over the years, it's finally starting to pay dividends. But if you can explain to me why, against the league's worst rush defense, Blake Bortles is throwing the ball 51 times, and they're only running 27, that's going to temper some of my enthusiasm. But we actually talked about it in greater detail on the Bet the Board podcast. If you were looking to identify a team kind of off the beaten path as far as future value is concerned, the Jags at 40-1, to 1, there were a lot worse bets that you could possibly make knowing their schedule sets up favorably and they should have an inside track to winning the division, ultimately giving themselves a home playoff game to start the AFC run. Todd, can you still get any value with like the Vikings, the Saints, the Rams, or Carolina to, to win the Super Bowl or, or not really anymore? You know, not the same opportunity that you would have had. If you look at some of the teams that are viable contenders, I mean, for example, the Patriots and Steelers, those teams listed at 3-4 and four respectively. They're more or less the odds-on favorite. The Chiefs at 10-1, to 1, that number has come down. When you look at the Eagles, they're priced at 5-1, to 1, a far cry from where you could have had them at 40-1. to 1. And then you mentioned the Saints. I mean, this was a team that if you had the foresight to see some of this coming, you could have had them at 66-1 to 1, <laughs> but when they started the season 0-2. They are now listed as second favorites in the NFC behind only the Eagles, and their Super Bowl price 6-1 to 1 at BetOnline wow. at AG. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. Uh, that battle for the second wild card spot in the AFC is ugly. Uh, and by ugly, I mean just barely over 500 is getting you there. With that said, I mean, <sighs> Oakland, Buffalo, Baltimore, I mean, Jacksonville's in a good spot right now, uh, but do you see a team maybe starting to – I can't leave out Arnie's Miami Dolphins either if they get no, a little No, don't leave them night. out. But of those four or five teams that are still in that mix, you see a team that might rise above the rest over the next few weeks? Well, you may not leave out Arnie's Dolphins, but I sure will if I'm talking about the playoffs. So <laughs> we, can, we can keep them in the mix. But I think when you look at the playoff picture, we're going to see one team come out of the NF, uh, NFC, AFC East, and that'll be the New England Patriots. When we look at the AFC North, I think it's the Steelers division will lose, obviously. The Ravens you have to throw into the mix. You look at the South, it's the Titans and Jaguars. And then the West becomes the real question. Is it going to be the Raiders? Is it going to be the Chiefs to top the division? I think Kansas City ultimately wins it, and we can throw the Raiders into that bucket. 
we'll get a great indication of exactly where Oakland's at this coming Sunday down in Mexico City when they've had extra time to prepare to take on the Patriots. We'll be on the road from tonight all the way through that road trip down south of the border. Now, Todd, I don't know if I'm making bets up and if they do this, but please tell me if they do. Are you, Arnie, Arnie, you... Arnie, hold on a second. Yeah. I've done radio with you for quite some time now. Yeah. If you have to preface a question that way, I already know where this is going, so it probably <laughs> is made up, but you may continue nonetheless. Okay. Can you, can you bet on the four teams that are going to make it to the college football playoffs? And if you get all four teams right, is that like hitting a four-team parlay or something like that? Chris, I actually feel bad. This was a viable bet that Arnie came up with here. Um, you cannot bet yes, no on teams that make the college football playoff in the state of Nevada because it's voted upon. So you can't make those wagers here. But you will have plenty of offshore books hanging numbers there. Now, picking the perfect no, quartet of teams yeah, to get yeah, there, yeah. I don't know if they're going to allow for any of those parlays. But you know what? Maybe I'll send a line to some of my friends down in the islands and see if uh, they can hang that. We'll call it the Arnie Spanier special. Oh, I, what, what kind of – what kind, I mean – that's what kind of odds could you get? Is that more than a four-team parlay? Less than a? I got to assume it's less because you feel pretty good about like one or two teams in that. You know what I'm no, saying? No, it would be pretty straightforward. I mean, it would be the exact same type of scenario that you would just kind of take each individual price, multiply it out. Now, the one thing that does create a little bit of headache for the books in that kind of scenario is there's obviously some level of correlation. If you think Team A is going to be Team B, you yeah. can throw them out of the equation, and it may give you a leg up, but there's no reason to believe uh, that you shouldn't be able to parlay those kind of things and take full advantage wow. of what may be out there. Wow. Interesting. I, like I know it. you talk to my uh, buddies in Oklahoma City, Dusty Dvorak and Mark Rogers regularly, Todd. I hear you uh, down here a lot. And I think everyone's starting to get on board with what we're seeing from the Oklahoma Sooners right now. Are you buying that the Big 12 is going to end up in this mix, or do they still need a little work? Obviously, Oklahoma's got to win out, but could they find themselves bumped if Wisconsin and Miami keeps rolling? I don't see a scenario how, where Oklahoma gets bumped at this point. If they went out and you have essentially the Heisman Trophy winner with Baker Mayfield, it would take some pretty unusual circumstances for them not to try and get through. And I think with each passing week, as we see Ohio State having an inside track to the Big Ten Championship representing the East, that's only going to bolster Oklahoma's resume. So if I'm picking teams right now, Alabama, who I think has looked extremely vulnerable lately, they get a leg up on the competition. I think Oklahoma, they went out, they're in. Wisconsin, if they went out, but I don't think Wisconsin does that the same way. I don't think Miami wins out and gets in. So you probably have a one-loss ACC champion. And that's where things start to get a little bit dicey because if Alabama were to lose in the conference championship, I don't know if their resume holds up as a one-loss team. So I would think that a two-loss Auburn would leapfrog Alabama to try and get in there because by default they would have to win the Iron Bowl the final week of the regular season um, and then beat Georgia a second time down there at Atlanta for a conference championship. Todd, how much am I going to get with Michigan against Wisconsin? Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me all the points I can get. How many am I getting? Well, hopefully you grabbed it early if you wanted to make a case for the Wolverines. Number opened 10 earlier this afternoon. Number has ticked down to 7.5. And, uh, and I think we're going to be talking about it, settling right on a full touchdown. When you look at these teams, I definitely think Wisconsin is the most vulnerable of the undefeated teams that remain. But at the same time, we'll finally have to see Michigan step up their play on the offensive side of the ball for an early kickoff in Camp Randall, which can be a little bit of a difficult place to play. We saw how good Wisconsin looked on that side of the ball really clamping down an aisle. If it wasn't for two pick sixes, they pitch a shutout against that same Hawkeye team that dropped 55 on Ohio State the week before. Are you, are you, there's a little buzz building, and we're going to talk about it in our next segment, Todd, but I'm curious for your take. I know you watch the games differently than most people, but is college beating the NFL right now an entertainment value for fans? Oh, I think so. I mean, there's just so many more compelling storylines, and when we look at some of what's taking place in the NFL, you have a handful of teams that are, I would define as must-see TV 
But college football, when you have those blue blood programs that are relevant again, you get the Notre Dames against Miami's playing in prime time. And while Oklahoma and TCU doesn't resonate with you know the casual traditional fans, it still creates for much more compelling theater and drama. The problem being for college football as we get deeper into the season and it becomes a little bit more regionalized. If it's teams mainly from the South or Midwest, you start to lose some audience where folks will start to shift their attentions toward the NFL as these playoff races get ratcheted up a bit more. Hmm. Hey, Todd, now that we're coming up on rivalries, where are you on rivalries? I mean, do you stay away from them? Do you like to take the points? Do you not play it any different than, than any other game? Like, or, or do you bet money lines? Like, maybe you don't see the upset. You'll say, oh, you know what, I'll take UCLA in the points. And, hey, what the heck, I'll take them on the money line to beat USC. Well, I think you always want to try and look at them a little bit different, especially if one team is kind of just playing out the stretch and another team has a chance to really salvage their season. We're going to see that kind of scenario unfold in the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving where Ole Miss is going to treat their game against Mississippi State probably as a much bigger type of event as a bowl game than their in-state rivals would. You mentioned some of the other situations taking place in the Pac-12 this weekend. USC a 15-point favorite against UCLA. USC, though, of course, has clinched the Pac-12 South now, so they're into the conference championship. But I think if you're the Trojans, you don't get caught looking past UCLA, still hoping for chaos everywhere else in the landscape and knowing that if you win out, you at least give yourself a puncher's chance. Meanwhile, Cal and Stanford, I think that's a different scenario, Arnie where Stanford gets a big win on last Friday night against Washington. Yes, they need to keep winning to get in to, uh, to represent the North. They're going to need some help. But Cal comes in a little bit more rested. I think the Golden Bears plus 17 make a little bit of sense, at least on the surface right now. Final thought for me, and I'm yeah. randomly going to jump to basketball on you, Todd, because people are blowing us up from Boston tonight. Uh, are we starting to see some uh, movement on the Celtics? Or are you like me to where the NBA is fun right now, but you're not really all in until after Christmas? I'm right there with you. Once the college football regular season completely winds down and then the NBA players start to play, at least for a semblance of real on Christmas Day, that's where you start to pay a little bit more attention. And for all those folks that believe in their Celtics, they're still 15-1 to to win the NBA championship. That is nearly double the price that you could pick up on the Cavs at 7-1. to The Warriors have distanced themselves from the field even more than we thought was possible. Now at 1-3 to favorites before we even get to the month of December. But I will say, coming into tonight, the Celtics had one of the most dominant runs you can in the NBA from an against-the-spread perspective. 11-2-1 against the number through their first 14 games before they failed tonight at the hands of the Raptors. Hey, Todd, how about my Vermont Catamounts tonight against Kentucky? What did you think? Getting 12, that was an easy one. They gave them all they could handle and yeah. then some. So, uh, real interesting to try and see, Arnie. Maybe you have another America East champion there. We're going to talk about TJ Sorrentine landing jumpers <laughs> from the parking lot against oh, like the number it. one or two seed come March it. Madness. I, 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 I want to slide in one more quick one, Todd. Uh, of these teams that have kind of been on the come this year, Jacksonville, New Orleans, obviously a bit of a surprise right now. Is there anyone that you look at that we could be talking about in late January? I mean, I, I, I guess a couple of weeks ago we could have put the Jets in there. Maybe even Philadelphia is included on in that at eight and one right now. But do you see any kind of these surprise contenders that could still have something to say about potentially making a run to the Super Bowl? I think one of the teams that you may see come from off the pace, if we want to kind of say that, is Carolina. Uh, they're a team that if you know we get the best out of Cam Newton, I think defensively they can be as difficult out as any team in the NFC. So Carolina would be a team I would keep my eye on. Obviously, if Green Bay can keep their ship afloat and maybe get Aaron Rodgers back, we don't rule them out although I think that's quite a bit of a long shot. And before we want to try and start the coronation of the Rams as NFC West champions, let's see exactly what the Seahawks can do if they're able to replace 
you know, the productivity of Richard Sherman defensively. But I think we're really starting to see a separation of the haves and have-nots, Chris. And I would be absolutely shocked if there's a team we're not talking about right now sitting right at 500 uh, that could get themselves into the mix of the playoff chase. My Dolphins! Love Don't it. forget Love my it. Dolphins! Todd, you're the man. Have a great <laughs> Thanks, week, Todd. buddy. We'll talk to you next Sunday night. Always a pleasure. Guys. Hey, one last thing, Arnie, just so you know, it wasn't, wouldn't have been a massive upset. Vermont was only a 12-point underdog yeah. tonight for their trip down to Rupp to take on Kentucky. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was 12, so, uh, yeah, it would have been like, what, three and a half to one or something like that on the money line. Would have been a nice little payday. Yeah, not too bad. Get get some coin. That's Todd Furman on Twitter. Thanks, Thanks, Todd. Todd. Thanks, guys. Todd Furman. Love that guy. You called that, I think, basically from the moment you moved to Vermont. Yeah. That you said that they were going to beat. I uh, really thought they had two good looks at the basket at the end of the game, and they could have tied it up, sending it in overtime. Vermont's. Vermont's a team that's going to be reckoned with. They're really, really good. I know you think I'm full of baloney, but they're they're really good. I mean, I'm talking Sweet 16 good. That's how good they are. Uh, Don't they usually average getting like a 15 seed come tournament time? Uh, A 13 uh, seed, I think, is what they were last year. You can make that run from there, no question. I will say this, though. Todd talking about a team that's just off the pace a bit that could end up having something to say about the playoffs. I've got a team for him coming up next in Crown Him or Crush Him. It's a busy Sunday night. Your call's coming up at 877-99 on Fox. Your tweets at Stinking Genius 1 at Plank Show. But we'll go inside the big storylines with Crown Him or Crush Him next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox football Sunday. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico 15 minutes ago, even post Malone approves. Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday, 877-99 on Fox. If you're not listening uh, in 3, 2, 1. If you can't get us on your local affiliate, we're always on iHeartRadio, streaming 24-7, 365. Simply search Fox Sports Radio on the iHeartRadio app. Everyone should download it on their phone, tablet, whatever you use. And, of course, Sirius XM Channel 83. This is uh, some intriguing reaction before we get to crown him or crush him, Arnie, on the belief that you think we need to go get the UCLA guys and, and bring them back. I know. So. Is it crazy that people want these guys to suffer over there? I, I'm not following this whole thing. I, I don't understand. And there's a lot of tweets on that. I just don't understand that whole scenario. Well, they stole something. I mean, I understand that you're minimizing it, but it's just you would think at some point. Well, first of all, you, you shouldn't have to tell anyone, hey, just by the way, guys, don't steal anything when you're there. But maybe you do. But I also think this this dude brought it up. There was the Michael Fay case in 1994. Brandon Ballard brought it up. And I'll never forget that because I was still in college. And that dude got caned whenever he went to Singapore for theft. And I remember that being a monster story. And then he got caned. And it was like, all right, well, he's coming back home. So it's how, no big how, deal. How so. about Otto? Otto. Remember Otto who went to uh, North Korea, took that. Uh, propaganda poster off the wall, and, and unfortunately, he's he's came back to us dead. Well, I don't think that they're going to kill these guys for shoplifting, Arnie. But I think the the point is that you look at it from the perspective where is that is that your concern, Chris? I don't know what they're going to do. I don't want them over one day longer than they have to be. I don't want them spending ten years in jail, five years in jail, three years in jail. I don't want them spending one day in jail. I want them back to the United States where they will be dealt with by UCLA and their parents uh, for shoplifting, not by uh, the Chinese government. Jared hits us up and says, Arnie, I don't think they belong in a foreign jail for 10 years, but if you really think that those players will get punished by their parents or UCLA, you're crazy. 
That's not, not getting I, to play I, ball for three games is not a punishment. Wait, what, what, what? We have harsher punishments now for shoplifting in the United States that I don't know about. Well, again, I mean, Arnie, you're you're assuming a lot of things, and whenever I'm assuming I land anything, a, you don't know how they view theft. That's it's obviously much more severe of a penalty there than it is here. It doesn't matter how we view it no, here. I, I'm talking about a response in response to that tw- the guy who just said in that tweet they going, "What are you going to miss three games?" Yeah, that's what you get for shoplifting. You get to miss three games. That that's what you get in the United States. So what are you making it like? Um, like you're letting him off easy for? I mean, heck, there's people that get in the fights that miss like one game. That's assault, and we don't say anything about that. Arnie, your father, right? And uh, Leangelo and this crew that got arrested yeah. are, what, 18, 19 years old? I'm a yeah. dad. I, yeah. I mean, I think we would all have our opinions on how we would handle things if it was our no. kid in this situation, no. right? You know, it's so funny you said that. It's so you funny you said that. You don't have an opinion on how you would handle I'll, it? I'll never forget. Well, Chris, you're going to handle it the same way I would handle it, the way everybody else would handle it if it was our son. I'll never forget the day my dad told me when I was 18 years old. And, you know, we used to go down to Mexico a lot. And he goes, when you leave the country, if you do something wrong, I can't help you. I can't help you. So you better be careful. If something goes wrong in the United States, that's obviously a different story. You get an attorney because I can't help you when you go over. That always stuck in my mind, Chris. And you know what? You wouldn't try to get your kid back if this was your kid. You'd do the same thing that I would do the way everybody else is listening right now. Are you? Did you just ignore your dad's words then? I'll tell you, if I told him, listen, when you go over there, if you do something wrong, I can't help you, and they still do something wrong, I'm not lying. There's a part of it that's like, damn, they get what they deserve. You know? If, if they were told I'm that sorry, and they knew son, it. I'm sorry, son. I will see you in three to five years. This is just going to have to be your punishment. I'm not going to help you. But it's just, it's. Re- I, I didn't know that this was that big of a deal, number one. I know that we lost our minds about it for a couple of days, but... They look at it differently in China than we do. And what did your dad tell you, Arnie? He can't help you. So I'm sorry. There's yeah, bigger that, that issues in my then. world right now than if we can get one of the balls back over here and get UCLA season on track. I think they're going to be fine. You know what, I think Chris? This issue will you, play out. All you have to do is write the check for what the kids took and you move on. Don't make this whole thing an international incident. All right? Enough is enough. The team already left. The kids are still there. Get the kids home. We don't need to make this any worse than everybody wants it to be. Just it, We know what it was. Just treat it for what it is, okay? Shoplifting. Treat it for what it is, Chris. Don't make And I'm sorry the way they have things over there, but we don't put people in jail for five to ten years for stealing a cell phone. That, that's not the way we work. So bring the kids back. We will deal with it over here in the United States with their parents in UCLA, not in China. All right, uh, it's time for Crown or Crush, and let's get after it. It's done. It's done. The games are done. It ain't over it's over. Now it's time to <laughs> crown them or crush them. All right, Arnie, crown them or crush them. We do this every single week. Crown them, we're buying it. Crush them, we're not. So with that said, Arnie, crown them or crush them. The ACC is in position to get two teams into the college football playoffs. I would, you know, yes, they're in position. But then again, don't they say the loser of the Miami-Clemson game is out? So you move on from there. Am I wrong about that, Chris? Well, I don't know. What if that's Miami's? Here's the thing is there's so many 
little angles on this. Yeah. The Big 12 has a championship game, which could end up eliminating a team. Let's say Oklahoma rolls over Kansas, which they should, beats West Virginia, but then loses a rematch with TCU. They're out, right? So let's say hypothetically Miami and Clemson play one of the greatest games we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I see your point and, on that. And Miami loses by no. like one? No. Well, no, oh, it, we got to get these guys in a playoff. So I think no, there's a lot you, of factors you know what? There. And I know it's going to be in a championship game, but, you know, we don't have the same respect for the ACC like we do for the SEC or the Pac-12 or the Big Ten. I'm not going to say your conference, but we don't have the same respect for them as those. So when you lose in your conference in the ACC, you're still not going to be invited to the 14 playoff. That that's not going to happen. I don't care if we have to take a two-loss team and jump it over you. So no, they're they're not going to get two teams into this playoff. What does the respect that someone has for a conference have to do with anything? How about the reality of what's going on? I mean, you sit here and you dog on the Big 12 consistently. You have no idea how good this conference is. I mean, you really don't. What the ACC? I'm, I'll just lump the ACC in there too. You I crush the Big 12, I, you crush the ACC, you only talk about what you know, which is the Pac-12 well, and then what everyone wait, tells you about the just, SEC. I know this, I'm not jumping Miami up to number 2 because of that victory against no because of that victory against Notre Dame. All of a sudden, they get one great victory, everybody wants to go ahead and post them up. That's like dropping Georgia all the way down because of one bad game. And then you got all these two lost teams because they lost early, they get to go ahead and hover around. You can't do something like that, Chris. Okay, let, let, let me defend the drop of Georgia. Arnie, the final score was 47-17. Right. And I even dropped them, but I said because it was fresh in my mind, and I'm probably wrong about that. Secondly, that doesn't make it right. That's not, my, that's not Miami's first good win. They beat a good Virginia Tech team last week, too. <laughs> Virginia Tech You're would probably funny. win the pa- uh, Virginia Tech funny. would win the Pac-12 yeah. this year. Well, that's great. That's a great resume, so you're telling? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I, you know, hopefully we'll have Miami and Wisconsin te- in the championship, so I can wait, everybody can suffer. You're telling me Virginia Tech's not a good win? If that's first of all, isn't Virginia Tech like in the third place? Uh, in third place in their conference, right? It's a pretty good conference. ACC. Oh my right God! Now. They're in third place in their conference, Chris. If that's their best win, I'm, I'm immediately just going to go in and, and, and shut down when you tell me third place and that's their best win, and we're going to put them in the championship? Okay. It's third place you, with two teams that are in the top freaking five, man. Wait, they're, they're, wait a minute. They're behind Georgia Tech, too. Georgia Tech's not even in the top 25. They just lost this weekend. They just lost this weekend, too. Artie, are you being – all right, listen, I got to move on. The, the idiocy that you exhume sometimes really? whenever it comes to college football blows my mind. You're really? going to ass all over – When do I get you, to give my dirty dozen? I want to see what you think about that. Go for your dirty dozen here. This is Arnie's dirty dozen and crown him or crush him. His top right now, 12 you teams in college football. Sure, why not? I, I, you want me to go number one or number 12? Uh, I think it's more dramatic when you go from 12 to 1. All right, number 12, I have Washington. I, I, I didn't know how far to, I wanted to really drop them. So I, I put them at number 12. I have TCU at number 11 because obviously of that disgusting loss to you guys uh, where you dominated them. I have Notre Dame at number 10. I don't know if I dropped them enough. I mean, that was an embarrassing loss. I got Ohio State at number 9. Um, I didn't have them ahead of Georgia, who I put at number 8. But I do have USC at number seven, which I guess everybody thinks I have him too high at number seven. I put Auburn at number six, though I, I'm not even sure I, they deserve to be at number six. I got Wisconsin at number five, Clemson number four, Miami number three, Oklahoma number two, and Alabama number one. And everybody's got uh, Miami ahead of Oklahoma, so I don't think that should be right also, Chris.
Where did you have USC again? I had them at number seven, right out of Georgia. Okay. You have USC ahead of Georgia after you just campaigned for Georgia to not get well, crushed. But as I much did as say did. I, I I said it because it was fresh in my mind. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But yes, I I have USC uh, ahead of Georgia. All right, uh, let's get to the NFL side of crown them or crush them when we come back to the Geico Fox. You don't Sports like Radio that thirty dozen? You didn't like that? Washington has no business being in the top 12 of college football right now. Wow. They're not even a top 15 team wow. uh, from that perspective. But, but again, again, you're a Pac-12 homer, so whatever well, they need to do Putting them in number 12 relevant. doesn't really act like that's yes. a great thing. you know. Yes, that's a really great thing for what they've done so far <laughs> this year. <laughs> Steve DeSager, what you got going on, man? Yet again, people are crowning you and crushing Arnie. Wow. <laughs> That's the segment in a nutshell. Miami Hurricanes, by the way, up to number two in the new college football polls behind the new number one Alabama University of Tennessee fired coach Butch Jones interim is Brady Hoke. And if you didn't hear from earlier in the hour, the college basketball reference to number five Kentucky, they edge Vermont 73-69 was the final today. And number 16. 72-69. It was a four-point game, was it not? No, it was a three-point game, I believe, unless there's It was a- 73-69. Let's move on. Number 16, wow! Louisville, came back to beat George Mason <laughs> 72-61. Please do. And your Arizona Wildcats ranked third, won by 25 over Maryland-Baltimore County. NBA Celtics won their 12th in a row. NASCAR win for Matt Kenseth. To the NFL now tonight, not much of a game. New England was playing Denver, and the Broncos have lost five in a row. Patriots took care of them, 41-16. Deion Lewis with a kickoff return touchdown, plus a TD run. Tight end Martellus Bennett played and had three receptions. He's right, 73-69. Thank you. Tom Brady, three (laughs) touchdown passes. Atlanta beat Dallas 27-7. Dak Prescott was sacked eight times, fumbled twice. The Rams... Good second half beat Houston 33-7. to Robert Woods of L.A. from USC had eight receptions today, 171 yards and two touchdowns. San Francisco was 0-9 but beat the Giants 31-21. 1-8 record for the Giants. Sterling Shepard, 11 catches, 142 yards. That's my New, Super Bowl pick. New there. Orleans won its seventh straight game, 7-2 and two now. Steelers came back for a win, 7-2 and two for Pittsburgh. Minnesota held on for a road win, 7-2 and two record for the Vikings. We'll talk about those Super Bowl sites in just a moment. Do want to say Julie Ertz had a goal for the U.S. women's soccer team. She is the wife of tight end Zach Ertz of the Eagles. They met and married in Northern California. And in San Jose tonight... Earth scored. U.S. women won 3-1 over Canada. Canada, not a bad soccer team, and yet they still have not beaten the U.S. in over 15 years. Wow. You were talking about Super Bowl future sites, and yes, the new Minneapolis stadium gets the Super Bowl after this season. And I think, Chris, you're exactly right that no team has gotten to the Super Bowl and hosted it in its stadium. Though the Rams... The Rams did play a Super Bowl in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, and the 49ers won a Super Bowl at Stanford Stadium in the Bay Area. But it's the Vikings' own stadium that's hosting the Super Bowl after this season, and then after next season, it's the Falcons' new stadium that will host, and then the Vol- the uh, Miami Dolphins in Miami Gardens, their there you go. redone stadium is going to host the Super Bowl after that in 2020. Now, the Rams' new place in Inglewood was due to host the 2021 Super Bowl, but that's been pushed back a year because the opening of that project has been pushed back a year. So I guess it's Tampa Bay and then the Rams, but those are the next five years. And we get word that Mookie Betts of the Red Sox has bowled a perfect 300 game in yeah, Reno, Nevada yes. tonight in the latest awesome. qualifying round yeah, of the good. World Series of Bowling. 
That's awesome hey, stuff. What Thanks, happened Steve. to having cold weather uh, Super Bowls? I thought we were going to do that. You know, they got so lucky on that outdoor Super Bowl in New Jersey. It snowed the next day. <laughs> well, that, that's what you get. With, and the people think was going to happen. The people, January, exactly. It was due to the people voting. Yeah, sure. Hold it outdoors are the ones that will be sitting indoors. The only ones <laughs> that will be sitting indoors during said Super we Bowl. We should have it in Green Bay is where we should do it. Uh, we are coming to you live tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. A lot of good reaction on Twitter to Arnie's take about LiAngelo and the UCLA kids. We'll get to that coming up in just a and bit. And if you don't like my college football or, uh, 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 rankings, I have Oklahoma at number two. So it shows you how much I know, right? No, no, no. Uh, I, oh, I you like necessarily... that one. <laughs> Well, no, I, I, I just... College football, there's no other sport that is more regional. And you watch a lot of the Pac-12, and you're a Pac-12 guy. So you're going to overvalue anything that the Pac-12 does as opposed to maybe someone that doesn't follow it enough or maybe is a South guy. They're not going to get a team in this year. They're not going to get a team in this year, the Pac-12. I I really believe they'll be on the outside looking in. Uh, And matter of fact, uh, this is not what we were bargaining for when we had this 14 playoff. You're not supposed to go ahead and shut out, you know, some of the major conferences out there. I think I think we're doing this thing all wrong, but that's beside the point. Yeah, I think the the Pac-12 will be shut out this year. Uh, yeah, no, they will be unless there is some sort of mass implosion and you have oh, you have Alabama losing to whatever scrub they're going to play the rest of the way. Uh, but here, here's a good point by the master. He says Miami beat the crap out of you of, out of Notre Dame. Who humiliated USC, your Pac-12 South champ, Arnie? I, like I said, he has USC a little higher than most. You really have Washington a little higher than most. But you have, let's see. Yeah, but where do you have Ohio State and they got clobbered by Iowa? Boy, and a lot of people really seem to just, we have, I mean, amnesia when it comes to the Big Ten. Yes. We really do. And I don't know what it is this year. They're going to get left out of the four-team playoff. And people just, for some reason, Ohio State lost to Oklahoma, and by the time they were lining up to play Iowa, Arnie, on the same, it was the same weekend that Georgia beat Notre Dame when Oklahoma yeah. beat Ohio State. But yet people, oh, they forgot about that game. They absolutely forgot about that game. But everyone remember Georgia beat Notre Dame. And what are these idiots on ESPN saying about uh, OU and Ohio State? Well, if they played again, Oklahoma would lose by 20. And then Ohio State went out and lost by 50 to Iowa or whatever it was. And now you had Ohio State go beat a rather mediocre Michigan State team badly. And what am I seeing? Well, of the two lost teams right now, I really think Ohio State might have the best chance to get back in the mix. Are you serious right now? If you give up 50, you should be automatically eliminated <laughs> from playoff contention. All right, listen, we got to get to uh, some NFL talk on crown them or crush them yeah. uh, with the stinking genius. Arnie, uh, crown them or crush them. The New Orleans Saints are Super Bowl contenders. Oh, yeah, crown them on that. I mean, when you win oh. seven, yeah, when, when you go ahead and win seven in a row, uh, you're for real, especially when you start off the season 0-2. They've got a dominant home field advantage. They've got one of the best uh, plus-minus ratios and point differential. Uh, the conference is, uh, I'm not going to say not hard, but, I mean, with Caroline and the Falcons to go ahead and push you, they're not going to be able to coast like some of the other teams like the Patriots. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm buying all into the Saints. After what they did to Buffalo today, they are for real. I'm buying everything they got. You can crown them that they could uh, be a Super Bowl contender.
How about this stat from our buddy Sam Farmer of the L.A. Times? The Saints are the second NFL team to win seven in a row after an 0-2 start. The last team to do it, and the only other team. The Cowboys? 1993. And you know what? They won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, but wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a caveat behind that, right? Is there? I don't know. Yeah, Emmitt Smith was holding out, was he not? Ah, okay. Yeah, and then he signed after the two weeks. Uh, and then he started the playoff, I think, if I remember correctly. By the way, uh, at Trevor USC, go figure, Arnie's college picks are spot on. <laughs> really? Yeah. You think so as a USC fan? Shocked by that one. Yeah, uh, I, Ar- I think they are spot on. <laughs> All right, Arnie, crown them or crush them. The Browns aren't going to win a game. Oh, uh, boy. Do you have the rest of their schedule in front of you? I didn't have it in front of me. Yeah, I, I can pull it up for you. And by the way, yeah. the way that they botched the end of the first that half. That was horrible. Today you see, the yeah, I mean, at the end of the first half was, was oh, what were they oh. thinking? I can't believe that, that that's the, the play that they were going to call in, but they got the Packers. They got on the road against the Chargers, uh, the Ravens, at the Bears, at the Steelers. No, they're, they're not yeah. going to win a so game. They're going to go here, here's, what, here's what it looks like, just real quick, over the final uh, six, seven weeks of their season. Because right now, the, uh, the Browns are sitting at what, 0 and 9? Yeah. On the season. They got the Jaguars next. Jaguars next week. Then you've That's got the loss. Bengals in Cincy in that Los loss. Angeles. Home to the Packers. Home to the Ravens. In Chicago for the Bears. And then in Pittsburgh on New Year's Eve. The only way they could win a game is if Pittsburgh has nothing to play for in the last week of the regular season. And they sit everybody and the Browns win that way. But that's the only way they could win a game. Crown them or crush them, Arnie. The Super Bowl's already set. It's the Patriots and the Rams. No, no, it, <laughs> I crown them, and it, it's already been set, but it's the Patriots and the Eagles. Uh, ah. So, yes, it's already been done, but it's not going to be the Rams. The Patriots and Eagles are going to be in the Super Bowl. You can start booking your non-refundable tickets uh, flights right now uh, because there's not going to be anybody else in there. And, and one more quick one. I know we're running uh, late, Nick. Crown them or crush them. I know which direction this is going. The Cowboys are done, so done. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Ask me something oh, tough. Yes. Yeah. You, you need to ask me that, Captain Obvious. They're done. Even though the schedule's a little bit favorable over the next five more weeks, and maybe they can maneuver around it, but they're, they're an 8-8 eight eight team. They're done. They're finished. Hasta mañana. They're uh, going ahead and being a 500 team. No playoffs for you. No soup for you. Next Sunday is the Eagles on Sunday night during the show. Then they're back home for the Chargers on Thanksgiving. They take on the Redskins. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Then they take on the Redskins, Giants, Raiders, Seahawks, Eagles. Yeah, they're done. They're, the done. they're done. They're done. So done. All right, when yeah. we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio, Steve Sager with everything that we've missed in the world of sports now. Oh, welcome back to the show. I was Every break, Arnie, I get caught up either in a Twitter fight or <laughs> on some stupid Facebook video. Rod did point out that I, I need to clarify something. If you give up 50 in a loss, because the Sooners did give up 50 to the Cowboys, but that's just because of the high-powered Big 12 offense. Yeah, he got you on that, did he not? Yeah, he got me. Someone's paying attention. And I, I do actually have to agree with Calbert uh, at that damn bear who says, I'm glad Arnie hates the Miami Hurricanes. I wouldn't say you hate the Miami Hurricanes. You're not just ready to elevate them up to number two quite yet, are you? I'm surprised. I mean, can you – I guess you can because it happened to TCU, but are we going to start jumping teams now 
uh, from number three or like number four to number two and jump them over somebody else because they had a little bit more of an impressive win? Is that what we start doing late in the season? That doesn't seem quite fair now because if that's what we're going to start doing, then might as well start dropping down Wisconsin because they're not playing anybody. Yeah. Well, they'll, yeah, they'll play Michigan and then they'll play Ohio State, which Ohio State will just clobber them like the redheaded stepchildren that they are. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico or go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. We'll debate this more coming up right after the top of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Steve DeSager slides in to get us caught up on everything. Steve, what's going on? New New England with that win tonight, dominating at Denver 41-16. The Patriots have won 12 straight road games now going back to last year. The NFL record is 18 straight on the road. Set by Joe Montana's 49ers through 1990. They were pretty good. Yeah, we also had a first in NFL history today. In the same game, somebody under age 21 and somebody over age 40 each scored a point in the same game. It was Juju Smith-Schuster of the Steelers and kicker Adam Vinatieri of the Colts each getting on the board in their game. Wow. New that's Orleans. That's the first time that's happened? That has never happened in NFL history. Under Even with age George Blanda and stuff like that? But nobody under age 21 the same game oh. also. New Orleans has won seven in a row, and it's how they're winning that's amazing. Today, Drew Brees barely had, what, 200 yards, didn't pile up the touchdown passes. New Orleans rushed for almost 300 yards. Kamara and Ingram dominating. They had six rushing touchdowns. No team in the last 60 years in the NFL had had at least 295 on the ground and six TDs in one game. That's what the Saints did today. Uh, Ryan Suckup actually missed a long field goal attempt. He had actually been successful inside 50 in every attempt in the last three years until today. He tried a (laughs) a 48-yarder in the second quarter and missed, so that streak ends at 56 straight from wow. inside 50 yards. That's insane. Uh, all the sacks, of course, we'll get to the Falcons in a moment, but Tampa Bay as a team had a league low eight sacks and then got to play the Jets. Six different players had sacks on Josh McCown today. The Falcons, though, got eight sacks against Dak Prescott, who also fumbled twice. Adrian Claiborne of Atlanta, a franchise record, six sacks. He also forced two fumbles, recovered a fumble as they beat Dallas. The NFL record, Seven sacks in one game, by the way. As for what's coming up on Monday night, it's going to be Miami at Carolina. The Dolphins 4-4, four and four, averaging a league low 14.5 oh, points per game. <laughs> it's, going to, it's going to be a lot of baseball in the news this week because at 6 p.m. Eastern time, every day, Monday through Thursday, we're going to get awards handed out. It's Rookie of the Year on Monday Of course, it's going to be Aaron Judge of the Yankees and Cody Bellinger of the Dodgers in their respective leagues. And then Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, it's Manager of the Year Awards. Dave Roberts was Skipper of the Year in the NL last year. He's a finalist this year. Houston's A.J. Hinch is a finalist in the American League. Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, Cy Young Awards get handed out. We assume Max Scherzer, maybe Steven Strasburg in the NL. Maybe in the AL, Corey Kluber over Chris Sale. We will see on Wednesday. And Thursday, it's the MVP Awards, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Will it be Aaron Judge or Jose Altuve for MVP in the I'll, American League? I'll never forget somebody called me up like two months ago and said, who do you think is going to be the AL MVP? I go, I don't know, but it won't be Altuve. I promise you that. <laughs> 
Altuve. That's the only thing I said. I, I don't know who it's going to be, but it won't be Altuve. I promise. You. Same as football. If Arnie says something, bet yeah, the other way. The <laughs> Giancarlo Stanton in the NL is up for an MVP award. And it's been announced. Well, it's not official announcement until tomorrow. But the L.A. Times says in May, the, the Padres and Dodgers will play a three-game regular season series in Monterey, Mexico. Wow. And in fact, Cleveland's going to play a series in Puerto Rico in April against the Twins, assuming their stadium's repaired after the hurricane. And then MLB also plans for 2019 and 2020 series in Asia and the U.K., as well as they go regular season in other countries and i must mention the name finally of shohei otani japanese ball player star overseas fastball near 100 miles an hour he's not only a pitcher he's an outfielder and batted 300 last year and his club says he is going to be available as a free agent to the major leagues this offseason and he will come cheap because he's still young yeah the dodgers will overspend for him thanks to sager Uh appreciate it when we come back next hour, I want Arnie to go more in-depth on this LiAngelo Ball take, plus more reaction from the NFL, the Patriots' big win on Sunday Night Football. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox. Wow, final hour from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday into a Monday morning, merely the tailgate show. For Big Ben Maller, who is probably already planning the parade through downtown Los Angeles for the Los Angeles Rams. I would imagine that's on the to-do list tonight. Uh, Arnie, listen, we we really, this is like our show when, what, game five was going on with the Dodgers and the Astros without yeah. the game. It almost seems like there's been other stories that have really demanded our attention tonight. But just for those that are either just now tuning in or, or maybe just waking up or maybe just getting ready to call it a night, what really caught your eye from the week that was in the NFL as we get set for what I think is going to be kind of a, a separation Sunday next weekend in the National Football League? Uh, well, you know, a few things I mentioned earlier. The Saints are for real. Uh, I thought the Bills were going to win the game. They've played well at home. Uh, so, you know, coming off that loss to the Jets, I expected more out of Buffalo, especially at home. And I learned two things in that game. One, that the Saints are for real. And two, that the Bills are frauds and probably not even going to make the playoffs this year. I had bought into them early. I also learned that the Packers can win uh, without Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, so I was, you know, scratching my head if they were going to be able to pull that off. Yeah, so I, I was a little, a little impressed with that. Um, a couple of other things, too, that I saw. Pittsburgh just wins, but they never win pretty. That's why I'm always scratching my head. Next thing you look up, and they're like 7-2. and two. I learned that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are just not a good team. They were lucky to go ahead and, and win today uh, over the New York Jets, but they're just not a very good team. I, I'm not buying into Jacksonville. I know you tried to ruin the show today by starting the <laughs> I show off with, with Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I'm not buying into them. I do buy into the Rams. That was a good Texans defense, so the Rams are for real. I, I wasn't so sure I had bought into them before the start of this week, but I guess they are. And the Falcons are back on track, and we learned that the Cowboys – are absolutely finished without Ezekiel Elliott. So that's some of the stuff I learned uh, in this week in the NFL. Here's what I learned. I learned that I'm really excited for next week. And maybe we didn't have the best matchups this week, but we still ended up with, well, I'll say this much. We ended up with much better games in the early session for the NFL TV windows than we did last week. Oh, my goodness. The noon window, uh, 10A on the West Coast, 1 o'clock on the East Coast, was about the worst that we've ever had in Week 9. Week 10 was okay. But, Arnie, next week you get uh, Baltimore at Green Bay, 
Uh, the Rams are at Minnesota next Ooh. week. Washington, who is scratching and clawing for its playoff life, is at New Orleans. You get Buffalo at Los Angeles. The Patriots and the Raiders are playing in Mexico. Ooh. Sunday night football is the Eagles and the Cowboys. And then Monday night football is Atlanta at Seattle, which, again, Seattle, Earl Thomas went down. We think he might be back. Richard Sherman is done for the season. They had a couple more injuries on their offensive line. I, I mean, you talk about a team that's been dinged up. I mean, I know Green Bay fans are like, really? Just uh, hold my beer, Seattle. Yeah, exactly. You injuries. Yeah. But, I mean, what an incredible – and by the way, I didn't even mention the Thursday game next week, which is Tennessee and Pittsburgh. So as excited as I am about being able to sit here and talk week 10, Arnie, week 11 next week has an incredible schedule. Yeah, no, it, it's a lot better. I think there was only one matchup of teams above 500, two teams above 500. So uh, we're going to get a better schedule next week. And, and just one thing on the Thursday night football where everybody's complaining about it and we shouldn't play it. I've always thought, at first I kind of laughed at Mark Cuban when he said that the NFL was oversaturated and they're, they're, they're on too many days. I'm starting to believe that. So I know each player gets like about $150,000 to play on that Thursday night. Uh, if we're going to go ahead and, and can one of the days, Thursday night's got to go. Uh, I'm okay with the Sunday night and the Monday night, but but one of them's got to go. If, if one's got to go, it's got to be the Thursday night. And Sunday night has really become an afterthought. I mean, we've actually had better Thursday games at times this year than we've had Sunday games. So, uh, but, I, but I'm with you. I don't know. It, I, I've used this saying a lot. I had an old boss that, that would, whenever you would make a mistake, he'd say, oh, well, the toothpaste is out of the tube now. Uh, so I, I don't know if that fits here, if it's no way possible you can go back or if TV partners might try to, to work with you to do something different. Maybe maybe with the new, uh, what, they have a new CBA, they'll negotiate in like, what, three or four years. Maybe you say, okay, we'll extend the season by uh, two more weeks and then we'll add two more, bi- another bye week or so. I don't know. You to get away with Thursday games. But, but I'm with you, Arnie. I, the Thursday, it's become a disaster for the I, NFL. What I never understood – if you have a hit show, okay, what I mean, let's just say you've got a hit comedy. Right. You're not going to put on one of your new episodes opposite the Super Bowl. You're going to wait until the AFC-NFC championship's over, the Super Bowl's over, and you're going to start it whenever they start the new season uh, for, for TV shows. The NFL is the highest-rated TV show. Why you would want to put seven or eight of your highest-rated TV shows up against each other, I, I still don't understand. Why they're not staggered out in time like they do in college football uh, is beyond me. Like in the morning, instead of 1 o'clock Eastern, you start maybe two games at, uh, t- at noon Eastern, right, and get that going. One or two games, mm-hmm. get things started off like, like an appetizer. Then you get the, the meat of the schedule. Then you get a few more games like an hour after that later on, and you, you stagger it like that, Chris. At least I think that's the way they should do it. I like your idea. I like your idea. We we get in this mindset where, well, it either starts at noon or three, right. and that's it. I'm looking from a central time zone perspective. I like that idea. I also I, I also think, too, Arnie, that there is the – I think I heard Mark Willard bring up this point a couple of weeks ago, and it, and it fits so well. It's that every uh, – who wants to be a millionaire mindset? For those that aren't familiar with that show because it's not really around anymore, when that thing started – it was one of the biggest shows going, maybe right. in the history of TV. And then they and went to it every day. Every day. And you're like, oh, I don't even know who the host and then is. They, and then they changed hosts like three times. <laughs> Derek, see, I didn't remember that was the music. 
you're just to the point where you're like, ah, oh, enough. I can't they watch it anymore. And then the, that lady from the, I forget her name, uh, Vieira or whatever her name is. Yes. And it was just, it, it, it got too much. And, you know, maybe it's taken some time for the NFL to get there, but it's finally got there where they're oversaturated uh, it, it just a bit. So, I, again, I like your idea of staggering start times. I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea to go back to the table and say, okay, we'll get rid of Thursday night football. Let's extend our season a bit. We'll, it, we'll grow our rosters. And, and then I'll, I'll add one more thing to it. It's still kind of crazy. When you think about it, you play a game on Sunday. For most NFL veterans, you don't really start practicing until Wednesday. I mean, you might have a, a little light film work on Monday. Tuesday's your natural day off. Right. And Wednesday, you're back at practice. Everything changes when you play on Thursday. And, you know, what would be a normal week, where Thursday might be your second practice before a light walkthrough on Friday or something, Arnie, you're playing football. So you're not really healed. And I, I, I love more football. I've always been a fan of it. But I do think we've reached the point now, and especially with the injury bug that's hit the last couple of years in the NFL, if it's going to be Commissioner Roger Goodell or if it's going to be, I don't know, the next commissioner of the National Football League, I think this is something you really need to hammer out with the ownership and with the players' union because – I, I just don't think it's a viable option anymore to consistently and continually do this on Thursday nights. Well, we see that the Players Union will sell out in Seoul just for the extra $150,000. So uh, they complain <laughs> about it, but yet they're the ones that voted for it. So how could you complain about something you don't want to do and say, okay, we'll vote for it and we'll pass it along? I, I don't see how you do something like that, Chris. 877-99 on Fox. Arnie, I want to go back here before we lose this first segment to nothing yeah. but NFL and what's wrong with the product. Uh, before we get back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios and talk college football next segment in the firing of Butch Jones, some pretty interesting reaction to your take on Leangelo Ball. And for those that missed it last hour, uh, Arnie's, I would, I would describe you as pretty fired up over this. I mean, honestly, I, I would say that this is something that you seem to be very passionate about in getting these guys back home. Well, we've seen what happened to other Americans in other uh, foreign countries and I just find it just insulting that so many people were texting going, let them suffer over there. Put them in jail for three to five years. Let them go ahead and have terrible things be done to them. Let's chop off their hands. I don't think they do that in China. But, you know, it's just remarkable that you want all these bad stuff to happen to three young American kids who did something stupid. I understand that. I'm not going to defend their actions. I'm just going to go ahead and defend their rights. And I'm not going to go ahead and let the Chinese government punish them. Uh, for something harshly, for something that's really very minuscule, very small on the grand scheme of things. So, no, I'm not going to let you put them in jail for 10 years, five years, three years, not even three days. I want them back in the United States, and we'll let UCLA and their parents deal with them, not the Chinese government. I, I, I think it's disgusting, everybody that's tweeting in going, well, that's what you get when you go to a foreign country and you act like that. That, well, that, that's not that's not the answer, Chris. That's not that's that's just not that it's not that simple. You did something stupid, okay, but it's on a small scheme of things. You don't get punished for ten years in prison and have your life ruined uh, in this way. Bring the kids home. We'll deal with them here. All right, let me let me get a couple tweets on this. Uh, at Glenn or the Mason Mauler, I don't know why his Twitter name isn't showing up. He goes, of course Arnie is right about the UCLA players. Some people are jealous of young black males with, uh, who hoop with a loud dad. Uh, 
we just know about it because it's one of the Ball brothers, right? I mean, it's not about wanting to see them. And it has nothing to do with race because we we brought up Otto, uh, the yeah. young man who uh, I forget his last name, who was who was brought back to us, unfortunately dead, uh, for taking that poster, the propaganda poster off the wall of uh, of uh, North Korea. Uh, Gumpy writes, it occurred, oh, he writes, if it occurred in the U.S., I'd agree with you, Arnie, but it didn't. And that's the pertinent fact. So they may do time. This is something that you say is irrelevant that it happened overseas to this whole saga. That's where I'm confused. I mean, no, no, I'm, not, I'm just saying, look, I'm not saying it's irrelevant. I'm just saying I don't care. I'm just saying that, look, I, I understand the way you treat, uh, uh, you know, uh, people that shoplift. Well, we don't have that. Same harsh law. So let us deal with the kids the way we deal with them over here. I don't need them spending five years in a Chinese jail. That's ridiculous. Uh, two more quick ones here. This is from Claude. You're acting like they stole bubble gum. They stole Louis Vuitton gear that's high-priced stuff. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe that. You are dismissing thievery here. I mean, I You know, let me, let me ask you this, Chris. I'm going to give you a point. You ever heard are. of the... Three strikes and you're out rule. I, I, I'm vaguely familiar with it, Arnie. Where, vaguely. like, if, if you break two rules on the third one, you you get, like, a mandatory 15 or, or 20 years. Mm-hmm. So let me just get this right. Let's say you got into a fight when you're 18 years old, that's strike one. Uh, let's say something happened in your young age, strike two. And then later on in your years, you have no money, so you steal medicine and diapers for your baby. You get 20 years in prison. You're okay with that. Arnie, they stole something in a foreign country. Uh, but but, 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 does but not that's work the rules here. here in the United States, though. I just want to make sure I understand everybody correctly. If you have some guy stealing medicine for his baby and it's his third strike, you're okay with him doing 20 years. And that's, that's here in the United States, so you're okay with that, right? Yeah, you stole something. You go to jail. Get a damn job. Work. You can make money doing anything, Arnie. I don't understand why you're forgiving someone stealing I'm something in a foreign them. country. I'm not forgiving them. We will punish them. I just don't want them doing five years in prison for taking some sunglasses. Let's, let's be honest. Let the punishment fit the crime. Let's not be ridiculous over this and destroy three lives over a pair of sunglasses. 877-99 on Fox. All right, back to football. When we come back, it's Arnie and Plank on a Fox football Sunday. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Arnie Spanier, I'm Chris Plank. Oh, now we're both getting ripped on Twitter. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I got so angry at Twitter, I went to Facebook. That shows you how, <laughs> I showed you how mad I was during the break. I think no one Mason wants Mueller to see. said, so what, Pike? You want him to be sentenced to death and five years in prison, right? Is that what you want? <laughs> yeah, Mason Mueller. That's what I want. Uh, it's funny. It's funny how there can't be something in the middle here. No, to where, no I guess not. Yeah. To where you understand that you can't break a law in a foreign country, but no one is trying to say that they want him to go to jail. What about diplomatic immunity? Don't we have people that are living here that have diplomatic immunity? They, they can break any law they want. Nothing we could do. Aren't the balls pretty much like, uh, I mean, royalty? So they should no, have No, but the UCLA guy. team was like royalty when they went over. There you over. go. And, by the way, it's not like they're in a prison. They're staying in a luxury hotel as well, too. So I, they're going to be okay for now. But 
A lot of good stuff on Twitter. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. The guys back in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios are working on getting the audio from Ben McAdoo, and we had the debate earlier <laughs> about about whether or not it's time for the Giants just to move on. Here was the post-game presser and the abrupt end of the uh, Giants post-presser. Did I say that like five times already? Yeah. After their loss today to the San Francisco 49ers. Ben, do you worry, do you worry at all about your job security after a no, loss? No, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. We have to find a way to win a game. We have to go address uh, what happened out here on the field today, take a look at the tape, be honest with each other. That was it. And he that doesn't right have anything to do pressing. with anything? I, I, what do you mean that has nothing to do with nothing? I think... Here's that one question thing made him leave? That was it? Here's one thing I'll never understand. John Fox, I thought, handled his job security question well. I think when you say, hey, listen, there's nothing I can do about it. We're grinding away. It doesn't do you any good to be a jerk about things anymore. I mean, especially whenever you're only in, what, year two? And, by the way, I'm sure that it registers in some people's mind that the Giants are struggling right now at, what, one and nine. And Tom Coughlin is over in Jacksonville and has helped turn things around. I mean, that that raises the temperature just a bit, right? Why do you think the Giants would be a lot better if Tom Coughlin was still there? Don't know. But it's just that's the guy. You moved on from Tom to go get him. Arnie, if uh, – oh, gosh, I'm trying to think of an analogy. But let's just you, – you left. You, you said we're moving on from this guy because it's time for us to go somewhere else. He takes a front office position in Jacksonville, and suddenly they're a playoff contender. I mean – does that factor in at all with people or no? Is this just about how bad the Giants are? No, this is about how bad the Giants are and the injuries that they have. This has nothing to do with Coughlin. He had to go anyway. He was past his time, and they could have gotten rid of him years ago. I mean, look at his record over the last, what was it, six years? I mean, mm-hmm. just take a look at what he's done over there. Look, he, he's, he did a good job on certain years, but it was time to move on from him. So with that in mind, a guy that doesn't seem to, and again, I'm not in that that press conference i'm not trying to pretend to be a new york media guy but arnie it appears like he's not very well liked he's short with the media he uh he comes across as a little bit combative and well here's the most important thing they're not winning and it's not even close right See, that's now. the they're... difference because i thought you were describing bill parson or uh, uh bill belichick <laughs> right <laughs> but he's the... short with the media he doesn't yeah. like dealing with them he doesn't <laughs> talk i'm like what are you talking about belichick or what I think I said one and nine earlier. Sorry, Giants fans. Well, that, one yeah, and eight. That, that's the only so, difference. Yeah. So you can rally and you can still get to five hundred. But I mean, there's not there's not a lot going in his direction. There's not a lot in his corner right now for Ben McAdoo. Because like you said, even winning a couple of games, now you're at that point. If you're if you're a fan of a football team that is like two and seven or two and eight right now, or one and eight, or hell, maybe even three and six anymore. It's almost like you don't want to win much more because you don't want to ruin your draft stock. Right, yeah. I mean, that's kind of fair. We almost watch in, a, in, in the back of our mind. We're like, oh, I'd love to see my team win, but if they're on top in the third quarter, you're like, well, we could be sitting at the fifth pick. Maybe that'd be okay to go ahead and lose here so we can get up to the third or the second right now because that's all you really have to play for anymore is, is draft positioning. How horrible is that that that's all you've got left? And that's- I know what that feels like. Uh, every year with the Dolphins and the Giants. Well, it used to be with the Dolphins. Oh, I wish we – and it was always some lousy pick also. So, yeah, this year it just happens to be front-loaded with quarterbacks. Uh, so everybody's going to want the, the Sam Darnolds of the world, who I guess he said that if it's Cleveland with the number one pick, he means he's not going to come out. He, he doesn't want to play in Cleveland, I guess. Well, and then I'll add this too. It's funny. 
because last year at this time, everyone was talking about, oh, that 2018 quarterback class. Everyone's going to want to get that guy. That's yeah, not so great Rosen, now, huh? Josh. Yes! Fast forward, not even a year. What was all the buzz from everyone we talked to? And I love the draft, guys. That, that's kind of one of those weeks that I live for. It's NFL draft week. When it, and everything leading up to it and how everyone is now an expert on Twitter on being a draft guy. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's almost nauseating to a certain degree. But, Arnie, I, you get to the point now where we're you know, 9, 10, 11 weeks into the college football season. And last year, everyone said, oh, boy, if you got a, if you got a top five pick, you might want to wait till next year to try to get Josh Rosen or try to get Sam Darnold. And now here we are, not even a year later, and everyone's laying out how, well, you know, maybe it's not that good. Maybe they're not what we thought they were. So now, if you're, say, Cleveland, and you've been holding out for a Rosen or a Darnold or a Baker Mayfield or whomever, now it might not even be the level that you thought it was going to be. And you passed on Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson. It's just it's gotta be a disaster. That's not right even mentioning Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen also. So Right. Uh yeah, there was like it was supposed to be not only good at the top, but like deep too with quarterbacks. Five or six that were gonna be uh uh franchise quarterbacks. I don't think I see that now. All right, let me get a couple of tweets in here because nobody is really diving into any football talk with us, are they, Arnie? Everyone is wanting to get all American on us, so I dig it. Let's, uh, <laughs> but can I get one football take in here? Yeah, I do yeah, like yeah. this from Eddie. Eddie writes, McAdoo, not very chatty today. Probably worried his SG will make him man cry in his next show. You know what? If, uh, if, if Arnie, if you would make SG, by the way, is what some people shorten up stinking genius for. Uh, if you would make or if you had a conversation with Ben McAdoo, what would be the first thing you would say to him? Is it what's your problem? What's your deal? Dry your hair? Which which direction would you go with Ben McAdoo? You mean after today's game or just overall? Just in general. Yeah, yeah. You got you got five minutes with Ben McAdoo to give him a piece of your mind as a Giants fan. I guess the first well, first thing I was like, where did it all go wrong? Is this because of injuries or is it because of your scheme? Uh, is it because of Eli Manning? Just be honest. Is it Eli Manning too old? Or but you're never going to get the answers. To that. He's not going to say. Oh, you got it. Yeah, Eli is too old. He should be quarterbacking this team, but what am I going to do? He'll never say that. You know what I would like to say to him more than anything else? Why, when people ask fair questions, and, and, and I, I'm not up there, so I understand how you get frustrated with it, and you do so much with the media. There's so many media responsibilities after every practice, after every uh, almost meeting. You have coaches shows that you've got to do. It's... It's not hard to just, gosh, the word I want to use, I, I can't use, but just not be a jerk. You know, it, it's okay to answer a question. Whenever he was getting into how guys need to be self-motivated, yeah, that sounds great and all, but that is part of why you bring a coach in is to be a motivator of men, right? You want them to be able to have your guys prepared and pumped up to find another level. He's like, well, guys got to be self-motivators. I it's almost as if I, you see this potential, Arnie, I think, in his scheme and what he wants to do, but it's almost like there's a disconnect, and maybe it's, maybe it's his personality more than anything else. That, but that's the way coaches' personality are. They're like that in all sports. They, they give you attitude to the media. They don't like dealing with the people. And by the way, the media is there for the fans. The fans that pay a lot of money to go to the games, they want some insight of the team. So uh, the media is just the conduit between – uh, you know what's given up between the team and the fans. So what are you getting on our case for? Yeah, it's uh, 
it's funny. It's always funny how people want to look at that as some sort of confrontational uh, relationship when it can easily not be. It, it, obviously, media has a job. You have a job. Just don't be a jerk. Answer the questions. You don't have to make everything confrontational. All right. Uh, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Twitter, and it's hopping, and it has nothing to do with football. But first, Steve DeSager sliding in. He's got an update on everything that's going on, including what ended up being an extremely one-sided affair in Sunday Night Football. Not surprising if you've seen the Broncos recently. They were awful at home tonight again. They've lost five straight games. New England has won five in a row, 41-16 the final, 7-2 and two record for the Patriots. Tom Brady with three touchdown passes. We'll talk about the Browns and 49ers in a moment. Great news, there's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Cleveland is 0-9. They were playing at Detroit. The Lions were actually trailing Cleveland late third quarter today, but then Detroit got three unanswered touchdown passes from Matthew Stafford and beat the Browns 38-24. to Coach Hugh Jackson's record with the Browns now 1-24. and he should be fired just because of the play he called right before half. Oh, that, that quarterback sneak. Shouldn't it be no allowed to even outs. coach in the second half because of that play? Oh. As far as a bad start to coaching a franchise, your first 25 games, since 1960, the only one worse, John McKay's 0-25 with Tampa Bay, which was an expansion team when he got them in the mid-1970s. Who was coaching when Troy Aikman came in? It was Jimmy. Yeah, they went, what, 1-15, right? I think Aikman himself yeah. was winless his first year. Oh, no, the they weren't. Wait, he, no, he was. He was. Yeah. Aikman didn't didn't quarterback every single game. Oh, okay. It was like 0-13, something like that. Okay, wow. <laughs> Meanwhile, the San Francisco 49ers were 0-9 until today. They beat the Giants 31-21. Giants 1-8. San Francisco was trailing at home 13-10 late first half, eventually took it, and the Niners only punted once today. It was a good game for them. Carlos Hyde, 98 yards rushing. In fact, San Francisco took a lead in a game for the first time since October 1st when it got a field goal on the opening drive. They went five games without even holding the lead. And then the Jeez. 49ers also got their first first down while holding a lead this entire season. Atlanta was down to Dallas 7-3 late in the first half. And then the Falcons rolled Dallas 27-7. Adrian Claiborne, six sacks. Matt Ryan, a couple of short touchdown passes in the second half. The Rams at home were down to Houston 7-6 late in the first half. And then rolled the Texans 33-7. Texans QB Tom Savage with four turnovers. Rams are 7-2. Next week they face Minnesota, which is now 7-2 after a win. The week after, it's the Rams against New Orleans, which is now 7-2 and two after today's win. And next month, the Rams will be hosting a great Philadelphia team Hey, give as well. a little love to Teddy B back in the lineup. Uh, well, didn't play, but he's the backup quarterback for the game. For Minnesota, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Case right, Keenum. Keenum today, over 300 yards passing, yeah. four touchdowns, two interceptions by the end. But the but Vikings have won five straight. all the way back from that injury. That's that fantastic. Is from a gruesome injury. And oh. meanwhile, the Saints with Drew Brees are doing it on the ground. Mark Ingram, three touchdown runs, over 130 yards rushing. Alvin Kamara, 12 carries, 106 yards and a touchdown as the Saints won 47-10 at Buffalo. The Miami Hurricanes are up to number two in the new college football polls behind the new number one Alabama. NBA Boston won its 12th straight. Carmelo Anthony did not play, sore back, but Oklahoma City, well, they were playing Dallas. They still beat him. The Dallas Mavericks are 2-12. and 
Wow. Houston won. They're wow. 11 and three. Detroit won. The Pistons are 10 and three. NASCAR win at Phoenix for Matt Kenseth. So Brad Keselowski also able to advance to the championship four finale next Sunday, advancing with Harvick, Truex, and Kyle Busch. Because Matt Kenseth moved Chase Elliott out of the way. Some Elliott, NASCAR fan. Elliott finishes second today and misses mm. by that much not being among the final four, essentially, for next Sunday. Hey, you want, you want to... me to get fired? I can read you this tweet that just came in. Go for it. This will get me fired for sure. You're fired. Hey, Arnie, I know you're not a big soccer fan. What are your thoughts about the MLS trying to move the Columbus crew to Austin? Why would anyone ask you a question I have about no the idea. MLS? I have no idea. Why, did, why would anybody ask him a question about anything? Why <laughs> is the Columbus crew trying to get moved to Austin? I have no idea. Yes, it got mentioned soccer. this past week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, relax yourselves. Relax. Stop acting like it's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Everybody is jumping down by the, oh, yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> That's been a good place for U.S. soccer to play games. What if they don't have stop a team? It. They built a soccer-only stadium in Ohio for that team. By the way, next to the L.A. Coliseum, they are building a soccer stadium for the new MLS expansion team that Will Ferrell is co-owner of that starts I'll next year. I'll make sure I'm there at the opener. Thank you. It's going to be one of the many <laughs> Olympic venues when L.A. gets the Olympics <laughs> next day. We are coming to you live tonight from the guy. Thank you, Steve, from the Geico yeah, Fox Sports Radio for Studios. Sure now. Yeah. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The, the only hard you, part, figuring out which way is easier. Did you yes, talk soccer? Yes, I'm sorry. You're fired. You're you're fired. You're out. Well, it's it's been pretty pretty awesome so far. We had uh, me opening up the show, trying to sell everyone on the Jaguars. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about this Leangelo Ball saga for quite a while tonight, and Arnie just read a soccer tweet. Though I am a I am a fan of the soccer. Oh, the Obviously, soccer. we shouldn't can. be. And, and, and it came right. It shouldn't be. And it also came. After I brought up a NASCAR take, we are in big trouble. Oh, Next thing totally you know, we need to trouble, talk yeah. about the Kings blowing a lead tonight to the San Jose Sharks. <laughs> uh, the one thing we did not discuss, the uh, semifinals of the CFL today. So, oh, that's that. right. Oh, I missed that. The Great Cubs <laughs> coming up. Conference semifinals were today, actually. They had a great celebration. Or divisions, they call them. I'm going with the Rough Riders, because they're all called the Rough Riders. They're all called the Rough Riders. No, Edmonton Eskimos one and uh, Saskatchewan. They're that's the Rough Riders. Riders. Yeah. <laughs> that's my team, the Edmonton Eskimos. They had a celebration that went Is that viral. a racist name? Can you be called the Eskimos? I think you're good. Let's move on. You don't uh, know couple that. Of, I did see that celebration on the video, though. They were. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Somebody limbo. actually listens to me on yes. this show. It's amazing. They held a dude. Two guys held a guy while someone limboed underneath him. It was one of the greatest celebrations I think I've ever seen. Uh, here's a couple of quick tweets for you, Arnie. How about the Saints? They've won their seventh in a row with the blood over Buffalo. They become the first team since the Bears in 1941 to have six rushing touchdowns and no punts in a game. And during that game, they ran the ball on 24 consecutive plays, according to Elias Sports. That has not happened in any NFL game since 19. 19- 1989. Actually, that was earlier than I thought it would have taken place, to be honest. Yeah, I was going to say that's not as far back as I thought you were going to tell us, you know? Yeah, I did, too. I thought we'd be going back very, very far yeah. on that one. All right. It's uh, like a couple of Bulldogs or something. Back back in the days with leather helmets. A couple of good tweets here real quick before we uh, wrap up this segment. This one from Antelope, who writes, Guys, I can't watch one game any longer start to finish in the NFL. Since most games are not compelling, I find myself watching the red zone instead. Hashtag my habit. Oh, I'm with you. 
I mean, if it's not my team that I have a rooting interest in, I'm all in on the Reds. I can't. I, I, I try. Sometimes I want to watch a game and, and just focus on that because I've got a big interest in it or because it's like a local game or something. And then when they go to the first yeah. commercial, I, I got to go back to the Red Zone channel. <laughs> well, and listen, I, I have watched both Red Zones. So uh, this is my first year with Andrew, and I had they're like parts of Love my Andrew. family now. I can tell you about Scott and Andrew. You know, it's my it's my Red Zone guys. Oh, Scott had a nice shirt on today. You know, Andrew. You know, I got to tell you, I, I think that's a thankless job. That's not a job I would want. It would be really hard. You I, would love I, it. You would. I, I don't would, know when you go to the bathroom, but you would love it. Yeah, I, I would be all in on it, but I think, and I know, because Siciliano's a big Browns fan, so I don't know how he handles that because he should be I'm fired su- for that. I'm such a fan of my team You're that fired. if I was doing the Red Zone Channel thing, I'm like, no, give me back to the Raiders game. Go back, go back to the Raiders game. They're like, they're not in the Red Zone. I don't care. You know, that's how I would be. I can't even do the radio show when Arizona, Arizona Wildcats <laughs> play on TV. Yeah, how did that go for you last night? That was a second week in a row with the big yeah. game while you were oh, on Oh, they're always on night. when I'm on uh, the radio. It, and, and by the way, they're always playing in the NCAA tournament when I'm on the radio, <laughs> too, for some reason. I don't know. I don't know. I'm on midnight, and they're playing at midnight. I don't know how that happens. Let me get a couple of tweets in here. Uh, this one from Johnny Be Good. I don't get it, guys. How can the Browns, Niners, and Giants have such inferior talent? Fair question. I don't know. I, I lived this for like 15 years with the Oakland Raiders and bad drafting, uh, injuries. Well, with the Niners, I mean, they, they lost, what, 16 guys <laughs> to retirement and different issues like that. Uh, Jim Harbaugh left as well, too. It's just, and with the Giants, Arnie, you've watched it more than anyone else. It's injuries this year with them, isn't it? The, you know, you can't blame injuries. It's supposed to be the next guy up, is it not, man? Is it, that's what everybody says, next guy up. You, you can't use that as an excuse because everybody's going through injuries. Look what the Patriots went through. Look, look what the, uh, other teams have gone through with the injuries. I mean, the, the, the Raiders with Derek Carr last year. Wait, you can't mm-hmm. use that as an excuse. Look, look what the Green Bay's going through with Aaron Rodgers. Right, but what, what happens when they lose those guys is they typically lose. So it makes sense whenever you go to that next man up, you're not going to be as good. Now, Green Bay won today. You're forgetting, what, you're forgetting the best the best run to the Super Bowl was, was done with a backup quarterback uh, with the Miami Dolphins. Remember that? When the, when Greasy went down, they brought the bring in Moral. Yeah, and then, of course, the Giants made their run when Phil Simms went down and Jeff Hostetler yeah. came in. So, But, again, we're talking about two examples over, what, 52, 53 the Ra- years? Well, I got to give you more if you want me to give you more. Sure. The Rams made their run when Kurt Warner came in. Trent Green went down in the first exhibition game. So, well, but what do you? I, what, so what do you? Role. What do you say? And I'm wrong. Well, you're, you're okay. You're three out of fifty. What, what Super Bowl are we going to this year? Fifty-two, fifty-three, whatever it is. More, more often than not, if you stay healthy, you have a better chance to be successful. It's kind of my point. Of course. If you're saying course. if you're saying injuries aren't an issue, I, I want to agree with you, but I understand why that might be an issue with the Giants. Uh, the Mason Mauler is all over me tonight because apparently. Me thinking you should follow the law in, in, in other countries is a racist take. Uh, he writes, thank you, Arnie, for defending young Americans. Who knew Plank was Clay Travis Jr.? I just, I just hit the like button and retweeted that. <laughs> Funny, the same people who claim to love America and frown at protests don't mind leaving Americans in China to rot. Yeah, we're, we're not leaving them to rot. And let me hit the like button on that, too. Don't break the law. Uh, and then and one more from, that one too. From, from Carlos, who writes, uh, it happened in another country which is why I cannot agree with Arnie. It's a harsh, uh, it is a harsh crime over there, so too bad for them. 
I doubt they will do five years. They will get a slap on the wrist in the end. But this should be a lesson to all of us when we visit other countries. And then I like this from Vols fan. Tennessee has 99 problems, but a butch ain't one. This dude right here, Vols fan, is like giving you credit for getting Butch Jones fired. I think, and I don't like to take credit for that, but I, I think I do have something to, to, to take credit for that. I, I think I, he's right about that. Last night after the thing, I'm like, you know, and same question you asked me about the Giants getting rid of their uh, coach now, getting rid of McAdoo. And they say, well, I go, really doesn't do you any good. But in college, you know, if you want to go in and you know you're going to get rid of your coach, it's better you do it now. And then you can start looking for a replacement, start dealing with the uh, uh, recruits and stuff like that. And that's a big deal. And I guess everybody lost four recruits, but you got to start fresh. So. I'm like, you got to cut it right now. I'm surprised that they don't can him by Monday. And sure enough, they can them today. They didn't even wait till Monday. Breaking news, Arnie Spanier got Butch Jones fired. When we come back, yeah, we'll fine. have Arnie's picks to wrap things up from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox football Sunday. <laughs> Final segment, Ben Maller coming up next, celebrating the Rams Super Bowl birth. As we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Great news. for a different team every year. I don't want to hear that baloney. Great. Wendell Tyler. He's a Rams fan from way back when, Arnie. When they came back to Wendell Tyler used to fumble. I remember Wendell Tyler. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Thanks to Nick Wright on the wheels of steel all night long. Eric Roberts. Now, can we say long-suffering Buffalo Bills fan? Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're still in playoff contention, Eric. Yeah. Sager. I, I just want to throw it back to after we beat the Falcons. I was like, dude, my feet are planted firm on this uh, Bills yeah. Bills ship right now, but I'm not too happy right now. I'm, go, I'm, I'm going to the Charger game next week, so I don't know if I'm going to uh, drink myself into a coma out of happiness or sadness next week. That's a win. Well, we, we do know you're going to be in that coma one way or the other, Yeah, right? it's either going to so, be a happy one or a sad one. Win for happy. you. Win for you. And Steve DeSager uh, as well. Always awesome on the updates all night long. Ani, for the first time in 787 days, something happened today in the world of sports that hadn't happened. 787 days. The San Francisco 49ers beat a team that wasn't the Rams. First Get time that's here. happened in 787 wow. days. I had no idea. Oh, and uh, by the way, the new poll is out. College football playoff poll out tomorrow night. Or, uh, yeah, I guess that would be tomorrow night. Uh, outside of on the uh, West Coast, uh, Coast, which would be on Tuesday night. But there is uh, a lot of buzz about Miami moving up to number two. To which Arnie Spanier says. No way. Let's get to his picks, shall we? Give me a little music. Put me in the mood, Nick, as we start off with college football. I mean, there's some monster games. I love rivalry weekend. Before we get to that, though, Michigan already opened up as a 10-point underdog on the road against Wisconsin, and it's already dropped down to 7.5. You want to know why everybody's taking Michigan? Because we all know Wisconsin's a fraud, and they're not going to beat Michigan, and Michigan's not even all that great. But Michigan goes into Wisconsin because Wisconsin hasn't faced anybody tough and beats them around. Give me Michigan plus the seven and a half. I'm all over UCLA plus the 15 in their crosstown rivalry 
with USC. Even if they lose, it's not going to be by more than 15. And I'll jump on Cal plus the 17 against Stanford. I don't have the line on the Mercer-Alabama game. Gianna <laughs> Alabama get that game even scheduled. Uh, lucky for them, Mercer was available. Up, right? the, uh, what, what's that line going to be like, 50? Do, will they even have a line on it? Will they, will they even do that or not? I don't not? think so. Give me something that. All right, over to the How NFL. about 42? 42. Would you oh, take no, him with 42? I'll lay the 42. I think okay. it's, it, it, wait, is that the line you got, 42? I just made that up. I made no, it up. No, no, it's going to be more like 52. Yeah, it's going to be something like that. Give me the Dolphins plus the 10 at Carolina. I like Minnesota minus the 2.5 next week against the Rams. I'll take my Raiders plus the 5.5 oh against New England. And uh, I'm all over my Philadelphia Eagles minus 3 on the road at Dallas. And one other piece of uh, news, my New York Knicks beat the Cavaliers Monday. They beat Utah Wednesday, and they beat Toronto on Friday for three straight wins on that one. So there you have my picks. Do with them as you please. But please, please, please remember now, they're strictly for entertainment purposes only. So does this mean that tomorrow night, as part of our picks, Arnie, the mighty Oklahoma Sooners find themselves in the top four? When the new rankings are released? Oh, yeah. I got him at number two. Oh, you got him at two. I like that. Uh, is but I don't know what big... I'm talking about uh, per you, so we'll see what Per what me, well, I no, no, no. Let me be clear here. I think you are very much a Pac-12 homer because you still have Washington at number 12 in your mighty 12. And uh, I think you have if, USC if, at, like, if number six. If you want to make a case for me being a Pac-12 homer, I guess it's USC at number seven. Uh, to me, number, <laughs> I don't care if we move. Washington out in the top 12 it doesn't make a difference to me. I am uh, very mad about one thing on the show tonight. We didn't get to talk about Jerry Jones versus the NFL. Yeah. The big buzz about him potentially leaking the story to ESPN about Roger Goodell's contract demands. The term that was used by Mike Freeman in his Bleacher Report column was that he wants to start a civil war. Jerry Jones saying he wants accountability. Goodell's made over $200 million, 30 mil per year from the NFL, and they just really want him to have a uh, series of checks and balances. I think we're just getting started on this, Arnie, but I think it's going to be a fun story to follow over the next couple of it's weeks. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. Have a great week, Arnie. We'll see you, you next Saturday later. night. Arnie will be back on Saturday. We'll be back on Sunday night when the Raiders beat the Patriots right here on Fox. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.